welcome to another episode of the Motor Boys. Motor Boys. Motor 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 Motor, motor Boys. Motor Motor Movies on the Rocks. We have hit double digits. It is episode 11. Episode 11. One ones. Double ones, baby. Double ones. Snake eye. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, no. uh, as always, this is Movies on the Rocks. We are the Motor Boys. Uh, this, uh, speaking to you live and on in color podcasts. <laughs> I was gonna say in color, uh, but we're, we don't do video. Um, uh, live and on the podcast. Uh, it is I, Tomas, also known as Bevo. Um, also we have my brother, Goody. Hiyo, hiyo. So delayed there. I was wondering if we were going to have problems with your computer today. Uh, nope. And of course, the third member, the Martin Short to our three amigos, what Derek. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So if uh, you haven't picked up on it yet, it's probably going to be some profanity on this episode. Yes, the so. Martin Short to our motherfucking three amigos, bro. All right. So, anyways, but yeah, Derek, as always. Yeah, yeah, nice to nice to see you all. <laughs> all right. Well, um as always, um just so you know, like I said, this is the motor this is the movies on the rocks with the motor boys. We talk about movies, pop culture, anything that really, you know, we want to talk about for the for for the episode. Um we do a movie every episode, um in alphabetical order regardless of genre. Uh today we are letter K, so we'll be watching the 80s cult classic Crawl, which uh, I'm a little excited to hear what Derek has to say because he's never seen the movie. So, I mean, me and Goody have been watching the movie since we were, God, like seven, eight years old. So, yeah, actually, <laughs> one of the clearest memories I have from that, earliest memories I have from that, is always that scene oh, when he's, he's first receiving yep, that, I guess that it's the glade, what that weapon is. And, uh, yeah, when he's like shaking it and it's the, the stuff comes off. Yeah, the glaive. Yeah, man. That's, uh, there we go. Awesome. We lost you for a second, Goody, but you came back. Thank God. Anyways. Oh, right. my God. That's Here another go. thing. That's another thing. Goody's having some technical difficulties today, so we're just going to soldier on, as they say. You know, we'll keep calm and carry on, as they say in England. Um, and we'll do all uh, this, all of this, with a drink in the hand. Yay. I was about to say, I got my drink. Yeah, what are you drinking, dude? I'm drinking the same shit. I always drink Bacardi and Coke, bro. All right. I got a big-ass bottle of Bacardi and Coke. I mean, I... It's just the way the way I'm rolling. I'm probably gonna have to pick something else pretty soon. Maybe when my dad comes to visit, I'll uh, I'll crack open that bottle of Plantation with him, and then I'll have some on the next show. Which mm, anxious to hear the review. Goody, are you alive? Are you out there? What are you drinking? Uh, I am currently drinking. Uh, well, it's bourbon. It's this Bullet on the Rocks. B U L L E I T. Uh, Bullet on the Rocks. I have a comically large handle of it. Um, As always. So I'm just gonna be trying to work my way through. I haven't bought anything different. Uh, in a while, so um, unless I go to the store and get some rum or something else, it's going to be bourbon for a while. And like I said, today it's bullet on the rocks. But and you, Derek, what are you having today, brother? Man, I decided to go very simple. I'm have got two or Bud three is made up here of Long Island iced tea. <laughs> oh, myself a little bit. Is it? Is it like? Is like in college? Is it the blue one? No, no, no. Like just a traditional little looking. Okay. It looks like tea. I just did the fa- nothing fancy, right? The same okay. ingredients. I remember, I remember the blue one. Uh, Michelle got so drunk on it, she got angry. Like it was pretty bad. Ooh. It was she was I angry. Mean, I always liked that stuff because it was a nice, like, relatively cheap and easy way to 
get lit up real quick because of all the stuff they put into it. So yeah, dude. Yeah, I always liked it. I, I never really drank it too much. I mean, but yeah, I could totally get it. It was almost like, like we had a, we had a, we had the, what's it called? What was that place that we had, um, in the Grove? Not Fat Tuesdays, the other one, Wet Willies, where they had the, uh, the daiquiris and they had that one called the Cola Cab. Oh my God. Oh my God. That was horrible. That one was bad. Man, was it's so just, it, it, uh, we'll talk more about it, but this movie had an impact <laughs> on me. <laughs> oh, oh! Then let's get to I, it, guys. Let's get to I it. I want to get there. I want to get there. Spice this episode up a little bit, so I went oh. with something that's heavy on the liquor. So. All right, nice. <laughs> all right, so but before we get to all that, guys, we have to have a discretionary message. So, of course, we have to have a uh, goodie read uh, read us some information uh, given to us by the law offices of uh, Biria Biria right. Dez. Well. So, goodie, go ahead, please. <laughs> all righty. Well, anyway, oh, did we lose him again? Okay. Hello? Go, go, yeah, I'm kidding, go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so uh, as the name says, Movies on the Rocks, we are going to be uh, having some drinks, enjoying some libations during the time of this podcast. And so we invite you as well to join us. If that's something you're into, please enjoy uh, whatever drink your uh, your drink of choice, whatever your poison might be. Uh, But as always, uh, we want you to do so in accordance with, uh, with any of the rules, laws, and regulations of the territory in which you live, uh, and always, always, please do so responsibly. Um, and uh, if you're of age, and of course, please enjoy. And if not, then no, then don't. And just hear other people like us having fun without you. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, man. All right, uh, all right. So, guys, um, we before we go. Yeah, no, no. Before before we go to the news desk, I want to make sure that we we talk about this. Um, I know this is going to kind of be a downer a little bit, but I I just feel like we have to. I mean, I know that on the twenty eighth, which I believe was what I think was Friday, was the twenty eighth or Thursday was the twenty eighth. Um, uh, no, it was Friday. It was Friday. It was twenty eighth. We we lost uh, an amazing talent, which was Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I mean, he was unbelievably good. The first time I actually ever saw him. Um, was in uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson movie. And he was just, I mean, he was electric in it. I mean, he, he was, it, he owned it. He was so good in that movie. And and then I saw, I saw him again. And strangely enough, he had a supporting uh, role in uh, uh, the Kevin Costner draft day movie. He was one of the football players that got drafted. You know, he was oh, uh, in the movie. He okay, played Terry Crews' son. Yeah, it was, it was kind of undercover. Like he was, he was in that scene too. And, but then, you know, he did a lot of movies and I, he, I, he was just like, in my opinion, Will Smith, he had a plan of success. His plan was to, I think, was to do the movies he liked. He was pretty, it was, he was pretty tight as far as his, uh, his, uh, his, his path was. I mean, he picked, he basically picked his own movies. He made decisions that were smart and, and he was, and he was a great, great talent. Like I've seen just about everything he's done and everyone is good. Like there was a movie he made. I think it was a Netflix movie that came out. I don't know it was a Netflix movie, but it was a movie that came out where he played uh, like a South African uh, guy who came, comes to the States to go after some people who killed his brother or something like that. It's, it's a crazy movie. And, and it's, it's a really, really good movie. That was, it was way after 42, man, way after 42, but it was, it was a great motion picture. But like I said, I mean, he, he definitely had a lot of, you know, it was called Message from the King. That's what it was called. Message from the King. It was right after he did um 
uh, what's it called? Captain America Civil War. And I forgot he was in Gods of Egypt as well. Shit, I forgot he was in that. I saw him in Gods of Egypt. The first time I saw him was um, Get On Up when I saw him play James Brown. I haven't seen that yet. It's on my list to watch on HBO Max. Oh, so good, dude. Is it really so, good? I, I, I particularly like it whenever they do those kind of thematic type biography almost things. Mm-hmm. And um, when they don't sugarcoat it, right? Um, like they tell the true story or as close to um, with the bads and the, the negatives of each character being told also. And uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Those are, I mean, it was, I mean, and, and you could all, you, I mean, like I said, I mean, you could almost say that he like had a plan where he played, you know, large, and you know, you know, great people or characters in you know that that were very popular or you know very strong, I guess, in the African American yeah. population and and in the culture. And it just it it worked for him, and he was great. And it wasn't like he 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 was I guess say he was mesmerizing, but he wasn't like overpowering. Like he definitely allowed his supporting actors, and he just it's almost like LeBron, like. He 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 basically makes everybody around him just get you know is better, like he helps them get better, like the movie's better, and he just helps them. He, he like increases their talent level. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was just, yeah, it's just all the people things. around him. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like like in in Marshall, I mean Josh Gad was amazing in Marshall with him. I mean it was just so good to see him in Marshall with him, and I mean like I said, Message from the King is a great movie too, and it's got a great twist at the end. So it's, 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 I mean, he's fantastic, fantastic. And it's going to be, it's very sad. And he had a movie that was going to, that he was a, he had a movie that he had, he had already finished filming before he passed away called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which was going to be like a movie about jazz and stuff like that. And he was on, you know, of course, scheduled to start filming, you know, Black Panther 2 within the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a movie that he was actually going to start filming. He actually filming said that he, he was, he was going to, Start like preparing and getting ready and working out for that in September, like later this month in September. But there was also a movie he, he was, was going to. He was, he was also a movie he was going to be starting called uh, Yasuke, which was uh, a movie which is a true story about the only known samurai of African origin. Oh wow! And, and it's and, and not only that, it's the, the Yasuke existed during the 16th century. So you're talking like the heyday, the beginnings of like like you know. All that kind of stuff, and especially of an African in Japan, yeah, in the 16th yeah. century, yeah. That, I, I mean, that's impressive. So I, I was really excited to see that. But like I said, I mean, unfortunately, he passed away way too young. I, I'm, I'm, I need to watch the Five Bloods. I'm super excited to watch that. Yeah, and sure. I haven't seen he's it yet, just, but I'm he's, super he's excited. Been, he was just, um, you can see he has his uh, like, like the tone of movies that he's interested in being in, right? Whether whether they be, you know, telling, um, you know, influential figures, other stories or amplifying a perspective, you know, um, in all these different movies, he still kind of brought out a sense of pride for mm-hmm. what I imagine the community he came from was. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, it's just, it's, it's sad to see him go. And, um, I can't, I mean, I'll definitely be watching movies, you know, his movies again. I, I love his movies. I, I love watching his movies. Like when 42 is on, I can't not watch it. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic motion picture and all his Marvel stuff. I mean, it's just, it's hard to move on from that, but we are going to try and move on. 
Um, and trying to hopefully we'll see what happens in the MCU. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have no opinion whether or not they're going to recast or not. I don't want to think about that right now. It's too early. No, um, no recast. No recasting. No recasting. You think, no you recasting. Think they just, you think they just make Shuri Black Panther because she was Black Panther in the comic books? Yeah, and that and that's an easy yeah, way. It's a, it's a, it's a good way of doing it. Right? No, I think no, so no, too. No, no, don't recast. I think him. so too. I think that so would too. be like I think uh that would like. That would that would just be terrible for his memory on his memory. No, don't do I think that. So don't too. recast. I him. think so too. I think so too. There's only one T'Challa, and that's Chadwick Boseman. That's it. Exactly. I think they'll exactly. write him out. I think they'll write T'Challa out. Like he'll be. Yeah. He'll, they'll, they'll show a scene where he's where he's helped where he's in some you know you know something, and then he'll die. Yeah, and that's it. And we'll have we'll some show. you know successor to being Panther in in the Marvel. Well, it was it was it, in the Marvel universe. It was in the comic books. It was his sister. It was Shuri. Yeah, but remember, what's his name is still alive. Who? The 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 half brother. No, he's Killmonger. Not. No, he's he was dead. dead. He killed him. He killed him. Didn't they have that alternate ending that allowed that he stayed alive? They no, did, no, but no, that's no. not canon. If it's not in the movie, no, no, it oh. wasn't in the movie. Yeah, so he's dead. He's dead. I mean, the only way they can bring back Killmonger is if maybe if he shows up as like you know from another universe. You know, and I don't know if they're gonna go that route. That's no, what I'm saying. I, I, I doubt it. I can see that. Would, that would, that would be horrible. That would be bad optics if they did that. I think think what they need to do is they need to make Shuri Black Panther. I mean, it's just because in the comic books she became Black Panther for quite some time. So so I think that's just the way. And then, then of course they're gonna move on, they're gonna start doing the blade movies. So I think it's it's it sucks, but I I mean it, I think that's the only way you can really, you know, you know, give honor to his performance and his memory. It's the only way. So, but um, moving on, we're gonna move on from there now. But you know, like I said, Chadwick Boseman, Boseman, Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace, brother. We we miss you. We love your new movies. We wish we could see more of your talent, but we're gonna enjoy whatever we have right now. For sure, yeah. Um, now uh, we will be going live to the DC fandom, even though it's been almost two weeks. Goody's still there <laughs> inside the fandom. <laughs> By himself. Can't drag him out yet. Trying to survive on, <laughs> you know, used wrappers of, you know, Twix <laughs> and, you know, undrank cups of coffee. Whatever is left. I don't know. Okay. Whatever's there. What are you even saying? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Well, either way, our news desk is there because we paid for somebody to have it there. Actually, we didn't pay shit. It's just there anyways. So, Goody, take us away to the news desk. News of the day. News of the day. Uh, News of the day. DC Fandom Edition. DC Fandom. It's like the Thunderdome, dude. It's like two men enter, one man leaves. Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitch. Bitch. Highway through the danger zone. Sorry. Welcome to the Thunderdome. What's next? (laughs) Anyways, all right, Goody, go ahead. All right, well, DC Fandom was, I mean, this will be the DC Fandom edition, so it's going to be a lot of, well, kind of focused on that. A lot of reveals, really impressive stuff uh, coming out of there. Really impressive stuff, whether it be movies, comics, video games, uh, you know, kind of runs the whole gamut of entertainment spectacles. I mean, I don't know about novels. I mean, VR, those weird suits from Upload that let you, like, be touched (laughs) or something. I don't know if they have those already, but, you know, whatever. Um, but big reveals, big reveals. Um, obviously the movies, one of the big, big, big movie reveal trailer, uh, was for Wonder Woman 1984. 
Uh, that was a big deal, which they've had the trailer before, but I think what everyone was kind of like wowing about, uh, cause it mostly focuses on that is the fact that you're going to see the, in the trailer, the, the fully realized, fully formed, uh, Cheetah, the character that yes. Kristen Wiig is going to be playing. Yes, that Kristen Wiig yes. is playing her, her fully transformed, uh, version of Cheetah, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and it's gonna be, it's at the very end of the trailer where you see her, you know, fighting, um, Wonder Woman, Diana, in her kind of golden eagle. Golden eagle. The golden eagle outfit. Yeah, which, I, I'll be honest, when I saw that, I'm like, hot girl? It's, but whatever. It's, it's super, it's super 80s too. Like, it's a super 80s yeah. version of it. Yeah, like those, it's like those, those bird people from Flash Gordon or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Still, <laughs> it's, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I thought the outfit was kind of interesting, but I'm like, it just reminded me, it was too much of Hawk Girl. And I'm like, are they going to like bring Hawk Girl somehow into this? Uh, I don't know. Um, but the cool thing about it is at least the trailer made it seem like that Cheetah in her full form and her fully realized form can go toe to toe with Diana. At least it made it seem yeah. like that. That they, yeah, they so fought to a standstill, you know, like, so that's pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty good there. I thought that was impressive. Watch. I thought that was impressive. I mean, that was, it was, it was cool to see the, the trailer and, 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 Chris Pine, dude. I mean, who can you say about Chris Pine, dude? Super charming, dude. I mean, the guy is just, I mean, I'll watch anything that Chris Pine is in, dude. He's amazing. I totally have a man crush on Chris Pine. I love the dude. Well, I mean, as long as you admit it, it's fine. I'll admit it. I'll admit it all day long, bro. I got a, I got a man crush on Chris Pine. Uh, I don't know. Nah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, it's all right. It's fine. I love the dude. I think he's hilarious. He's very, he's very underrated. I think he's great. Uh, there's no one that can replace the man of my heart. <laughs> and that's Keanu. 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 <laughs> I didn't say he was Keanu level. I just said he's, you know, I got a man crush. I there's mean, I nobody that's Keanu level. It's only no, Keanu that's Keanu level. It's Keanu. Exactly. There's, 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 there's some good man crush. And then there's absolutely like, I'll, I will literally have his child. And that's Keanu. You, you actually can't literally do that. You can't. I know. Literally. But if I could, if I could, it would be his. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you're gone. This, this conversation this totally went in a way that I was not expected to go. Everybody at home listening, we're already sorry. Okay, it's like it's like an, it's like it's like all of a sudden it's Junior with Keanu. That's weird. So it's, nope. <laughs> no, nope. no, so, okay, nope. Okay, nope, nope. uh, okay, goody. What was another one? Anyway, well, just by the way, that movie comes out October second. Uh, today know, is uh, September third. Is when we're recording this, and from what I understand. Uh, I don't know about you guys, 10,000 years from the future, but if you've forgotten, we're still in the midst of a pandemic, so we'll see if it comes out October 2nd, although movie theaters are slowly starting to reopen some yeah. places. At the very least, internationally, they've opened up, so there's that. But, there's that, yeah. I mean, but nothing's opened I mean, up over here in South Florida hasn't opened up where I am, and I'm pretty sure also, yeah, California's still shut up real tight. So, Georgia's open though. Georgia's open though. Oh, Man. good, good. We're, watch, we're able to we're able to watch we're able to watch the new mutants. We're able to watch the new mutants and literally breathe in that COVID air. What's up? Uh, don't even. Uh. <laughs> so, but any in any shape or form, anyway. it's gonna, it was bound to happen. I mean, Jesus, we got football happening in the next week. So either way, um, so anyway, so should so I continue? Either, 
Yes, please we continue. We were talking about a movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. Continue, Goody. Well, that movie, um, any, any other thoughts on that movie, guys? Waiting for Wonder Woman? I mean, no, I mean, I think, I think, I think it looks good and I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, whether or not I'll see it in the theaters, I don't know, but more than likely I'll definitely see it at home for sure. I know my, I know that, I mean, everybody over here, we're all excited to watch it, but we just won't watch it in the theaters, but, but yeah, it looks cool as hell. And, and I think, what's his name? Um, the guy who was the Mandalorian, um, he's gonna, he looks badass as this weird, like, Donald Trump figure, which, is hilarious as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited great. to watch it. Um, I probably won't see it in a theater, but yeah, I'll watch it at home. I'm, I'm kind of surprised to see all of these movies thriving outside of theaters. You know, they're finding some kind of way it seems like, and I know there's a lot less of them, but it, it seems like they're finding a way to make it work. You know, I just I just realized didn't Mulan come out today? Actually, no, tomorrow, tomorrow, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow, okay. tomorrow, it comes out tomorrow. tomorrow but, but, and then but Bill and Ted came out. Came out last or it came out what this week? Earlier this no, week? No, Friday, Friday, Friday. Okay, last week Friday came out last week and it's certified fresh and Rotten Tomatoes. So looks yeah, good. and um, well, and then they already announced that like if you can't pay the price for Mulan, uh, it's going to be included in Disney Plus membership. I think in December. They're going to they're going to drop the 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 pay feature for it. Oh, so okay. That's you can always cool. wait till December to uh, to you can't pay it. the money now. Yeah, we've already you've already waited six months for it. Might as well wait another three. I mean, what yeah. the hell's the problem? <laughs> so, I'm not signing up. <laughs> but you know, Mandalorian comes out October 30th, so sign up. Hey, yeah, yeah, I probably would have to have it for that. <laughs> yeah, and then you have two seasons. But yeah, wow. Oh, the first season. oh, that's right, you did. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It's so, illegal means, I'm sure. <laughs> completely legal, completely legal. Um, uh, all right, so the next thing that I said uh, for the fandom, but I, I mean, you guys good to move on to the next movie? Yeah, man. All right, so the next thing, as far as I'll, I'll, I'll talk on this because it's all, it's what I've mentioned in the last few episodes was the Flash. The Flash came out, and they talked, to, they, and not only that, they had concept art for his uniform. Ooh, okay. So they changed his uniform from the weird. S and M looking thing that he has on in the movies, <laughs> in the Justice League okay. movies. It, I mean, it looks like it looks like all of a sudden, like he's gonna be like a he's like the gimp for some dominatrix. It just looked weird for me because it was oh super gosh. like blocky, robotic. But I guess you know, with the way he was set up, he was. He, I guess he built it at home. Who knows? But his new uniform is closer to what he's wearing, like in the comics and in the TV show. A lot more sleek, more form fitting. Doesn't look so like. You know, robotic or as if he's, he's considered like an android, basically. And it, it looks amazing. And not only that, I mean, the concept art has him fighting people in the new suit with Batman 1989. Yeah, I see that. This looks impressive. Yeah. This almost reminds yeah. me of the, um, what was that? Was it like a micro machine suit that Stark yes. was using? Yes, yes. So, I mean, it looks amazing. I can't wait. And I can't, what I can't wait to see, I can't wait to see Matthew McConaughey's, I think, yeah, he's reverse flash. I can't wait to see his, his uniform. I want to see his get up too. So whenever they decide to release that, I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, it's like fucking take my money, dude. But is, I it bad, is it bad for me to wish that they would just get Green Lantern right? Well, I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's right. Yeah. And it's I mean, I mean, Lantern. I mean, he's there. I mean, they're they're gonna be in the new in the Snyder cut. 
you know, there's going to be the Green Lantern Corps and the Snyder Cut. But like I said, we've always said, like we said the last few times, it's Elseworld, so it's not really, quote unquote, part of DCEU. So um, it's just its own little thing. And they were, but, they, they were, they were referred in the original cut too, in the very, in like the, they the, were. the beginning of the movie when they showed up the first time they fought Steppenwolf. That battle, yeah. Yeah, the Green really, Lantern Corps was there. So they actually did they, introduce them into the, to the canon universe. Yeah. They, so they, 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 they exist they, in the DCEU. Because they, they said, oh, it wasn't just people from Earth. It was otherworldly figures as well, as well as the gods. You know what I mean? Like, they mentioned all those things. And when they meant otherworldly, it was the Lantern Corps. Yeah, you see these guys flying, flying around with, like, green rings and stuff, so. Yeah. What DC movie was this? In Justice League, the theatrical cut. I guess I'm going to have to go rewatch this. I don't remember this Yeah, at all. In, the, in the very beginning of the movie, like the prologue type stuff with the backstory where they show the first time Steppenwolf came, like yeah. they did show the, Gr- the Green Lantern Corps fighting him along with yeah. the other people well, on Earth his, and the gods army, on like Earth. His, it was, it was a, they, they, were, they were showing him and his parademons fighting with the humans, you know, the, the Atlanteans, the Amazonians, the, the, uh, the humans. And then they were also showing the Greek gods fighting them, and the Green Lantern Corps was fighting them. I mean, it was like a it was like a big uh, group, like a like a coalition, basically fighting Steppenwolf and his parademons. So it was crazy. It was a, it was a crazy scene, but yeah, uh, they were there. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, whoever they're fighting in this new one, who knows? But I mean, you got that. You got Batfleck coming back for it. I mean, it's it's gonna be amazing, and I mean, it's just fantastic. It looks. I can't wait. I can't wait for it, dude. So yeah, I'm kind of excited now too. Jeez. All right. Yeah, cool. And, I mean, uh, what was the next one? Goody was another one. Well, I mean, there's also, they revealed the, the trailer for the Batman, the new trailer coming out, the new movie of the Batman with Robert Pattinson as which, Batman. which by the way, they just found, they just announced today that they had to halt production because Pattinson, uh, tested positive for COVID. Indeed. So they had to stop, they had to stop not. production today. However, it's so it was they released the first trailer of the Batman as it's going oh, to be yeah. called. Um, and it's basically if you don't know anything about it. It's Batman early on in his career. Actually, they Matt Reeves, the director, has said yeah, it's year two of Batman's career. Um, but it was funny because and I, th- I wanted to do this on purpose because of course Robert Pattinson, as doesn't matter how much this guy has done and how much great work he has, he's actually he's a really talented artist. Very. But everyone's like, oh, you mean the vampire from Twilight? Like they're stuck on that, even though those movies were like years ago, years and years and yeah, years ago, and seriously. he's done so much more work than that, and good I mean, stuff as well. Don't get me wrong, but even when those movies came out, everyone loved them. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. People were like, "Oh, this is not cool." Yeah, I know. I, I, it was all really big, and then all of a sudden, people hate. It. Whatever. Anyway, people were suck. Fanboys suck sometimes. Well, I think <laughs> part part of this trailer though was that people were like, "Oh, really? That guy." Um, because he always looked so, I guess the word is willowy in the, yes. the, in the movies. Dude. And then they show him in a movie in the trailer. I'm sure it was just as a way of showing, no, he can do this. Batman being Batman, which is, I'm not going to kill someone, but I will brutally beat them down so it's they have traumatic brain injury type stuff. You know? Have you seen, have you seen the trailer, Derek? Please tell me you've seen the trailer. Of uh, the Batman? Yeah. Yeah. The new one that came out. Yeah, like it's great when he's beating down that dude and you literally hear his arm pop. Like his arm literally breaks in the trailer. Yeah, like it shows that they know Robert Pattinson can do fight choreography and he can do it well. And there and, and of course, it's that it's definitely to separate himself. They say when they you know, rather than say, you know, what does it say? The one of the gangsters What are you? What are, like, you? What are he you? He doesn't say I'm Batman. Like in the old movie, he goes, I'm vengeance. Like not justice. Not goodness or whatever he is. I am vengeance. Yeah, and I thought it was pretty he, sets the tone quite a bit. 
Yeah, because I mean, he's basically vengeance. Everything right now in his mind is vengeance for his parents, vengeance against crime. You know what I mean? Been doing a really good job ever since Batfleck that he's not impervious, right? He can't go toe to toe in the same way that Batman or that, that Superman can fight, right? He has to fight differently. And they yeah. made him mortal. And I think that made the character more appealing. I mean, like when you watch it, you immediately are rooting for him. And he's not, he's not a boy scout like Superman. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's not, he's morally ambiguous. He's an anti-hero. He's morally ambiguous. Only thing he doesn't do is kill people, but, but well, he will, he will definitely, he will definitely wound them to, to the point of, like what he said, you know, you know, extreme brain injury. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's bad, but then on top of that, the movie has the trailer has this whole like like seven vibe, like a David Finchery kind of look to it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it looks. And um, well, go ahead, Riddler. I, I was go just going to say, like, you know, he doesn't kill people until he kills people, and he doesn't. Yeah. Batman doesn't use guns until he uses guns, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's all how they want to spin this this Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say? Well, no, I mean, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take an issue with that because what do you mean he doesn't use guns until he uses guns? I mean, Bruce Wayne so, doesn't use guns. So that's the thing. Batman doesn't use guns except for there was, I, I was reading somewhere and it's probably not obviously canon yet, but that they were, that Pattinson's Batman was gonna have guns because there was like two comics ever that he carried guns throughout them. Um, and so like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that <laughs> because that for the majority of what we know about Batman, he, he's not a person who uses guns. He's got all kinds of gadgets, but he doesn't use firearms, right? And that was part well, of yeah, his- he's and, and he's supposed to be non-lethal is what he is. Like he'll yeah. put you in the hospital, but he's not going to kill you. He might like paralyze you, but he's not going to kill you. Yeah. And, right. and, 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 and that I mean, I think- is like, yes, I get there was a Batman somewhere that did this, but that's not the Batman everyone knows and loves. I don't want Pattinson's Batman to be that one. But who, who's to say that Pattinson's Batman is that one until oh, something no. happens? It's all just rumors at this point. It's yeah. all just hearsay. No, what I'm saying is that is this Batman year two. This is a Batman that we really haven't seen. We've only we've seen some of it in the comics too, but this is a Batman that we really haven't seen before. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see like how his trajectory is throughout the motion picture as Bruce Wayne, a young man, in the second year of him being Batman. Because also in the trailer, if you notice. He's pretty friendly with the cops. I mean, he's walking around a crime scene with the cops, which is something that you didn't see. Did did I read that somebody was saying that Morgan Freeman was still going to be in uh, his his Batman and he was going to be Alfred? No, it's, no, it's no, Andy Serkis. No. It's Andy Serkis who's Bat- who's Alfred. Oh, okay. You mean yeah, like yeah. Lucius Fox again? Lucius Fox. That's what I was thinking. I'm sorry. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I think they brought someone else in to be Lucius. I think if they did, yeah. if they even brought him in, they brought someone in. It was gonna, it was gonna be somebody else. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a, he's not in the movie. He's not in the motion picture. But, but on someone who is in the motion picture, we, you don't see his face. Is Paul Dano? He plays the Riddler, and that's the Riddler. If that's the Riddler in the beginning, because we don't know for sure if that's the Riddler in the beginning. But if that's the Riddler in the beginning, I mean, that's scary as hell. I mean, that is a creepy ass scene. This is a, a a much darker depiction of Riddler that we've seen, and really, if it's in the any Riddler, medium. if it's the Riddler, if it's the Riddler, you well, know what I mean? Like, who's it to is say Riddler. it's not somebody? No, but remember, in the well, the, I don't even know this, but in the comic books, Hush worked with the Riddler. Who's to say that's not I, Hush? I, I think it's I think it's 
Paul Dano is supposed to be Riddler. I okay. think, well, I think way, confirmed it. Well, either way, I'm just saying that, like, but that could, you know, Matt Reeves is good. He's from that whole J.J. Abrams kind of thing, dude, where he likes to throw around and, you know. Well, you know what? You're right. Maybe. Misdirect. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll take you that. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, it, it's a possibility because. I mean, the only thing, the only reason why people say Riddler is because it's a riddle, you know, that he does, yeah. like, and then but the answer is, like, in code. But you're right. It could be. But you're you, right. you never saw him make that card. It just showed the card. And they showed this guy covered in a mask. So who's to say that's not Hush in a mask? Because in the comics, he worked with the Riddler. Like him and the Riddler teamed up in the comics for a short time. So, I mean, it's it's just one of those things. I just, in the back of my mind, I'm wondering what if that truly is. If it is, that's cool. I'm happy and I enjoyed that. If it's not, I'm cool too, because that's really cool as shit. You know what I mean? But on top of that, who did you guys even realize when you saw it? Because maybe you knew beforehand, but Colin Farrell in that makeup doesn't look oh, anything like was, Colin Farrell. It was so impressive. I was, I was like, wow. I'm like, who's this guy? And then I look at it, and I'm like, oh my god, it's Colin Farrell. And I'm like, oh wow, that's Penguin. Holy crap, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Like he's he's got he's gonna wear a fat suit. He's got all this makeup on him, and he doesn't even look like Colin Farrell. Like it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I, so when I first saw it, it was like I was reading the article where they were talking about this is Colin Farrell and no one believes it. And when I saw it, I was like, damn, that looks good. So I showed my wife and she goes, that's not him. And I was like, yeah, for real. That's him. <laughs> that's insane, dude. It's great. He's, I, I, I love that he's had somewhat of a resurgence lately, which is great, man. He's, I've always liked him in his movies. I always liked him. Irish treasure, as they say. Yeah, he's, he's got some pretty good ones. Yeah, he's he's um, he's great. I love that guy. Yeah, and it's gonna be. Um, let me see. Oh, uh, I Zoe Kravitz uh, as a Catwoman, as although Catwoman. she's not Catwoman yet. But like, obviously, it's all everyone's kind of starting off in their career. Jeffrey Wright is uh, Gordon. He's Lieutenant Gordon, right? Yeah, he's Gordon. Um, but yeah. Oh, and, oh, go ahead. Andy Serkis, of course, is Alfred. Andy Serkis is, yeah, as Alfred. I think one of the things that was kind of funny is that people, when they saw Robert Pattinson, and people were like, people are so, sometimes people just in the Twitter sphere, in the Twitterverse, <laughs> in the social media, because look, everyone was like, oh, wow, Robert Pattinson is now going to be, he's Batman. Another thing people said were like, oh, so now we're going to have like goth, sad boy, black eye makeup, Batman. And I'm like, oh, you mean like Batman, how he's always been? This yeah. is a guy that rolls around in a cave with bats, fights <laughs> at night in a bat suit, like beating up criminals because he's committing vengeance for his parent against the, his parents' murder. If that, like this guy's the most goth of goth and always has been. <laughs> if this, if he doesn't the, the, see what he is, he's he's the emo kid that never grew up. Well, it's like and the thing is that people are like, oh, emo Batman. I'm like, Batman has always been emo. He's the I grandfather mean, of emo. He's he's literally the precursor. He's the he's the he was like, he's the, he's proto emo as they say. He's proto emo, like proto punk. Yeah, proto emo. Exactly. I mean, it's like since the 1930s, right or 40s, whatever it is when he started. Like yeah. he, it's like everything has been about dressing in black, yeah, he hanging out in a cave. And you know, you know, um, taking vengeance on behalf of his dead parents. Yes, you think that's emo? You think he's going to be? In, you think they're going to show him in in uh, in in the cave, uh, listening to death metal? You think he's going to be doing that? Because <laughs> that would be that would totally put him at a whole other level. Oh, yeah, man. God, I don't know. Him building that car to like heavy metal music, and we will all roll laughing. 
Although, <laughs> although, you know what? I do love that Batmobile because I love oh that all that muscle car aesthetic that it's got. I yes. like it a lot. I like it a yes. lot. Is I mean, it, it, like, like a is, Challenger or something? What did they say it was? It's probably some kind of Kiwi company. No idea, but it's a muscle car, man. It's I, a I muscle it. car. Yeah, dude. Like, okay, so. Okay, tangent, tangent. I'm gonna go ahead and preface this by saying tangent. What are your top three Batmobiles? Starting from worst to first. Oh. Well, worst is in num- not our top <laughs> top. Well, three. No, There's no, been so no, many no, iterations. Not worst, not worst, not worst, not worst. But like, like you're from three to or least to favorite to least favorite one. to yeah. to one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So I already got mine. I'm set. I'm set. Okay. Okay. Here we go. It may be the same as mine, but go ahead. Okay. Um, number three, number three is uh, the Nolan Rolling Tank Special. The yeah, Tumblr? the Tumbler. I like that. But number three, number two is I really liked the Batmobile from uh, the Arkhamverse, the Arkham games. I don't know why. I just really enjoyed it. Uh, and number one is Batman Batmobile from Batman 1989. Okay, that's the one okay. I love. I, I, I love those, I, and that thing's because, like. For me, before that point, Batman was always just the campy one from because it was basically at that point only the campy one from the old TV yeah. show. Yeah. Um, and then when I saw it, it was like this Batman was the first Batman that was actually like the dark, well, dark emo goth Batman because you know it's, <laughs> it's like a Tim Burton special and just the whole armor, the whole scene exactly. when it when it turtles up with the armor and stuff that was pretty cool. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I like that. Um, maybe it was because it's just so phallic. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, disclaimer we didn't get to. Uh maybe some I, wanna, I, I love the Batman mob. I love the nineteen ninety nine Batmobile because it looks my like a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying at all. But anyway, it's because when I was younger and that was when I saw Batman was as something really cool. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right. That's so cool. anyway, that's yeah. Cool. It's the tumble and and uh, the only reason why I'm not saying the Batman, the current one, the new one, muscle car one, which I think I'm in love with, but because I want to see it in action yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I may be changing this ranking whenever that movie comes out. You know, I may be changing this ranking around. We'll see what, how it goes. What, what about you, Derek? Oh God. Um. So I think okay. So my least favorite like Batman '89 all day, baby. Go ahead. My my third my number three pick is '66. Uh, with the little bubble cockpit type things. Yep, yep. I think of it as and the, like and the wings classic. or the fins or whatever. Yeah, cockpit. It's, it's like, whatever. It's a classic Batmobile. I think it's iconic. I think we know it. We love it, and it's been around long enough for everyone to know about it. I think mm-hmm. um, my second favorite is going to have to be the Tumbler from the Dark Knight series. Um, I don't know why. I just loved it being a basically a fast tank. That was my thing. Um, but my number one pick is the the Batman uh, <laughs> from '95, the animated series. Um, oh, you know the. Well, it, that, wasn't that the '89 one though? Well, uh, they're, kind of, they're very similar. They reused it, um, and and yeah, it's a little bit different, but it it's got okay. the same uh, like like feel to it. And that kind of sleek back, super shark fin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so for me, mine was uh, mine is um, a kind of a mix of both. Uh, for me, three was uh, Batman sixty six because I, I I just love that. That was a great. It was a great Lame. look. 
I, okay. I it and, I think, and I think that's part of the deciding factors. It's just, it's really just, it's all based on taste. And like, I, I'm sure that the, 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 the new one is going to be. <laughs> okay, Mr. Phallic symbol. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so so no, but yeah, but for like number two was uh, it was Tumblr for me. Like you said, I, there's a couple scenes in the movie when you it was like it would it would it was like spinning out or whatever. Like it was literally tumbling, and then it just settled back down and just roll, um, which was great. And then there was, and then of course, Batman eighty nine is like tops for me, dude. It's eighty nine years. Yeah, me and Goody. I mean, we're right. I mean, it was just it was just cool to see because we had grown up watching the Batman sixty six. So we were like, okay, I mean, car with a thruster. Let's see what the Batmobile is going to look like. And then they showed this Batmobile and that big ass jet thruster on it, dude. Oh my god! I mean, it was it was amazing. And of course, that scene where it just turtles up and just loads up the armor, fantastic. I mean, it was amazing. I can't. No, I mean, amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Well, and I think, and and for me, it was also. Because I was so young, I didn't, I wasn't aware of like directors like that. Cause I was like, what, Batman 89, I was literally eight years old. Um, but that movie, it was like when you're used to seeing Batman 66 as the Batman that you kind of have in your head when you talk about live action. And then you see this version of Batman, you're like, holy crap. Cause I didn't know about comics other. I mean, I was too young. I, I don't know. I guess I wasn't that connected with comics and all that stuff like, like that on that level. So it was just so cool to see this very dark version of Batman that we have that has always been there. But when you were me back then, all you knew was the campy one with Adam West, right? Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just figured, yeah, it was, um, it, it, that's, that's probably why it resonated with me so much because it was that. And then, and then now, obviously, as I got older, I'm like, oh, that was Tim Burton that directed that, who also did Beetlejuice, who did, uh, Batman Returns, obviously, and who did Nightmare Before Christmas. It's very much Burton's tone and how he does everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like, but for the first time I saw it, when I saw it in the theaters, it was very cool seeing that. I think, um, you should move on. You're, you're all wrong. wrong. You're all wrong, but it's fine. You know. Well, all right. Well, you know. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. My next. Uh, I think it's next funny how no one picked the '86 uh, Batmobile that was like basically a tank, like it just no. plowed through things, or the mythical boat that Batman used his his bat boat. Yeah. No. No. Or no. 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 <laughs> just no. <laughs> no. All right. Um. Any other fandom things? Maybe? Oh, man, there's a ton of stuff. I mean, uh, they revealed, I guess it's not really a trailer, but they revealed the whole cast for the new Suicide Squad movie, uh, literally called Suicide Squad. They took off Wait, the duh. Are they already rebooting it? It's not a reboot. It's, it's not a reboot because it's, it is, t- does take place theoretically in the same continuity as the previous Suicide Squad movie, the DCEU, um, LAT. Uh, except now they've just, it's just a new Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad film. Uh, but it's not, it's in the same continuity as DCEU. Like they're not, it's, but it's, you know, it's a new group of people for Task Force X. Um, except for a few of them. I mean, um, Margot Robbie is still Harley Quinn. I mean, it was a huge, it basically, it's a huge cast and it's a huge group in Suicide Squad, like a lot of members in it, which just tells me they're all going to be killed off. Most of them are going to be killed off in very strange and funny ways. Kind of like, I don't know if you remember from the last movie, Slipknot who served no purpose just to die. Oh, um, yeah. And I wonder if it's going to be this, a lot of the same thing. 
Uh, now the thing is that the, the, it was, it was, they, they did the announcement for the full cast and like tons of actors and people being different villains from DC. This is like a huge lineup. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Idris Elba, Bloodsport, John Cena's Peacemaker. But if you watch it, they look super campy. So I am assuming they did that on purpose just to ham it up. I really hope that those are not their costumes because some of their costumes are like really, really lame. If you watch it, Ooh, okay. I, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. They look really lame. Some of these costumes. So I'm assuming they're not, but they have some really big names in this. I mean, like, well, who's coming back? Uh, Margot Robbie, like I said, is coming back as Harley Quinn. Um, uh, Viola Davis is coming back as Amanda Waller. Uh, Joel Kinnaman of, um, well, previous movies, but also like, you know, Altered Carbon, Rip. Uh, he's coming back as Rick Flagg. Um, but that seems to be really it so far. I didn't um, really- these costumes were so unfinished looking. Well, yeah, which is why I feel like this is kind of on purpose. Is just to because because the, the the tone of the of the little teaser thing that they released is very much that kind of um that kind of a look or a feel to it, right? So I feel like it's on purpose. Oh God, I hope it's on purpose. Yeah, but, um, this would be a really bad time if this movie... Oh, I forgot. Jai Courtney is also coming back as uh, Captain Boomerang. He's coming back. But yeah, like, dude. He, he looks hilarious. But, like, some of these people are interesting. Um, I mean, I actually like King Shark, so I'm looking forward to if he's going to be any good or if he's going to be big. I'm, I'm thinking about how they were in the CW series, which actually King Shark was, like, this massive character. Like, actually, massive is in terms of size. But the Thinker is in this, who was also in the CW character. He was one of the, actually, the Thinker character is one of the big bads, uh, one of the seasons for the CW, uh, Flash series. Um, he was, and, he was a pretty, he was, he was pretty tough as a bad guy for him. Yeah, he was actually a pretty big one. One of the, actually probably one of their worst one, the worst ones for, for that character, um, so far. But then they have like a new, actually the Thinker and this one's played by Peter Capaldi. I mean, it's a huge cast, lots of different characters, lots of different actors. Who I'm sure just throw away kind of funny, th- funny things they're going to do. I wonder if they're going to do like Deadpool did with his X Force and everyone dies comedically. Well, I, I mean, I, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, there's enough people on this team that some, a lot, some of them are not going to make it. Yeah, they have, it has to be that way because I can't, no, like, I can't like imagine. Sean Gunn's character, the weasel. I mean, he's total mocap. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, well, if that's the case. And so is King Shark. But then yeah. like, like, I don't know. Yeah. With, uh, I don't know, uh, Ratcatcher too. That, I mean, I don't know how, some of these characters, I'm like, who of these are going to be charismatic enough to be like, to carry beyond that in a sequel or I don't know, more movies. I have no idea. I guess. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, with I, a different I, director, it's probably going to be a very different tone also. Oh yeah. It's going to be totally, it's, it's a totally James Gunn type of movie. I mean, it'd be perfect for him. It's perfect. So yeah, that was, that was really cool. And I mean, I mean, also the the other movie that they showed, they they didn't even show a trailer. They showed kind of like a, a concept art teaser was for Black Adam. The, oh yeah, the, and they gave some plot details. Yeah, and and the rumor there was a rumor that came out also that the big bad or his um well he's kind of like a bad guy. He's an antihero character. They're gonna show him as more of an antihero because he's he is immortal. So he like the okay. Did you ever watch Shazam? Uh, actually, no, I didn't. You need to go to you need to watch Shazam. Derek, did you watch Shazam? Are you talking about the movie or the the TV series? The movie, the movie. Yeah, Shazam. yeah, yeah. Okay, so in in so in Shazam, um uh Jaimon Hansu's character does a little kind of backstory on the power, right? I think I don't know if it's to Mark Strong's character as a kid or to the main characters. I think it's Mark Strong's character as a kid. 
And there's a whole backstory and they show the a character that they gave they gave power to and he kind of like did bad stuff with it. And I think that was Black Adam, because he's Egyptian. Black Adam's Egyptian. And mm-hmm. he's immortal as well. So they gave him the power and he went apeshit with it. Like he was he was not a very nice guy with it. So that that I believe is Black Adam. So in this movie he's gonna be more um he's gonna become more of an antihero and supposedly He's gonna be kind of like antagonistic with Superman. So there's a there's a rumor that they're trying to get Henry Cavill to be Superman in the movie, so to have like another heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. Well, my only thing that supposedly according to the, what they revealed of fandom though is that it's actually, but he's fighting the Justice Society. That's of also America. there too. Yes, yeah, he's gonna fight Doctor so, Fate, Hawkman, yeah, yeah the all Cyclone, um, all the, which is cool and all, but Justice Society theoretically predates justice league so not theoretically it does or canonically so i'm wondering like are they going to place it in the past or are they going to have just society and justice league you know living being present with each other and not only that but have him go toe-to-toe with superman or something that's cute but he's shazam's guy like you know what i mean like you know all these dc all these dc oh, yeah heroes have their own like their own rogues gallery and their own kind of yeah. like arch nemesis yeah he's shazam i mean look at the suit I mean, he has the big lightning bolt that Shazam does because of that fact that that's that's the thing, yeah. you know. So he and, and that's the thing. I don't know how they're gonna work it, but supposedly like next, like, like Shazam's not gonna be in this movie uh, because they already they're gonna start filming Shazam two probably. That's the other thing they're gonna start. They announced they're gonna start filming Shazam two probably the next year, um, and they and so like they like I mean they it's just we, we'll have to wait and see what really occurs because we don't really know exactly how they're gonna pinpoint everything because they're still working things out. And I mean, and who's to say when doing, when The Rock's going to start doing movies because he just got over COVID himself. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, right now everything's kind of up in the air. They have an idea, they have a plan, but other than an act, I mean, they haven't even gone to enacting that plan. So really we're all in the same boat at this point. We don't know what's going to happen next. We have an idea. I mean, the next big movies, they don't actually figure out what comes next, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see, we'll see what happens in the next six months. I think the next six months are going to be pretty big, just in general in the world. If we can get, you know, this thing taken care of and, and then get back to some sense of normalcy. So we'll see what happens. Um, uh, but, uh, I think that was, Oh, and they, they released some games. Like they had like, um, suicide squad killed the justice league trailer, which was amazing. It was so funny. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a very good trailer. Yeah. It's a very good trailer. And it was basically just like, it was the, ju- the, the Suicide Squad. It was, um, it was Deadshot, King Shark, uh, Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn. They're like, you know, Amanda Waller's on their, on their, on their earpieces, on their radios talking. Gotta go after Alpha Target. She's not mentioning who Alpha Target is. And so they decide, oh, we gotta start killing people. Let's just go. Cause, cause Brainiac has take, is, is, is ta- has taken over Metropolis, basically. That's the whole thing. So they're, 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 they have to kill the just, they, they, they kill justly because at the end of the trailer, all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's Superman. Oh, and then like one dude, he saves like some guy out of a helicopter and the guy's like, no, no, no. And literally Superman turns him to ash with his laser eyes. Yeah. And then like Captain Boomerang shows up and is like, hey guys, who's our target? And they all point at uh, Superman and he looks over and he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's the end of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how 
much fun you'd be able to have with characters if you put them in situations like this with this kind of tone. Because that yeah, trailer dude. was so... At no point did I was like bored or lost interest. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of these things are like two cool shots that you'll never see in real gameplay. And in this time, at least they got you hooked with the characters, right? And the writing between. Yeah. Them. Yeah. It looks, it looks really cool. And the way they did everything and, Oh, okay. I was wondering who was playing Harley. It, it's Tara strong. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's the voice of Harley Quinn on, on the game. Well, Which good. is perfect. It has to be, yeah. Yeah, be. yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, it sounded like her, but I hadn't checked until the now. originator, the innovator, the innovator. Yes, yeah, the OG, as they say. So, well, and they basically, um, just so you know, the background of it a little bit. It's going to be this is at, well because it's two two Batman or DC games, right? This one. Uh, which this one actually is made by Rocksteady, who made the Arkham games, not Arkham Origins, but Arkham, um, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight, uh, and that this game supposedly takes place in the Arkhamverse, although it looks very different than the Arkhamverse, but it supposedly does take place in the Arkhamverse, uh, in that sort of like timeline. Uh, the other game, I don't know if we're done talking about this one because it's just a trailer, it looks really cool, but, um, which I think, I wonder if it's meant that they're trying to do this whole like it's going to be, competing with the marvel avengers game coming up because it seems like it's gonna be something similar like a very much a four-player co-op type thing going on missions i'm not sure yeah um, and then they're there to announce you know they, they're, they're gonna have new characters all the time so yeah so it might be that but the other game they announced was uh gotham knights which yes. was made by wb montreal who made the arkham origins game uh, but they said that this one even though it's more so deep into the batman lore type stuff it does not take place in the Arkhamverse. Um, and this one, it's a different, it's a whole separate timeline, separate, you know, if you will. Else worlds, as they say. Else yeah. It's, it's another universe, right? In the, in the DC multiverse. Uh, and the whole storyline with this one, if you watch, it's a whole seven minute trailer slash gameplay footage, uh, where you and one of the persons co-op. It's as well. It could be co-op or it could play single player however you want. But the, the storyline is that, um, you watch the trailer, you kind of see that, uh, Batman's dead. He's been killed somehow, or he's dead, whatever it is. He's dead, and so the trailer is him. It's basically the the video, the message he sends to members of the Bat family in the event of his death, a code black or whatever you called it. Yeah, it, um, it gets sent. It gets sent to Barbara Gordon uh, as Batgirl, which is they, a post post uh, wheelchair Batgirl. If you notice that, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, because at least I'm. I'm if I remember, yeah, I remember seeing this where it shows her right. Maybe in um, was it Overwatch? Oh, no, Watchtower. She was Oracle, right? She was but Oracle. It, yeah, but in her little scene where it also drops the little thing that in this one, uh, Commissioner Gordon is dead. Yeah. Um, and so even Batman, you know, Bruce, he says this in his video that like we can't trust the GCPD anymore since Gordon died. You see a shot of an empty wheelchair, like kind of like in the foreground, as it's looking at her, her first view of her. You see an empty wheelchair there. So I wonder if there's you know. Some sort of Maybe. tech they use, but Maybe. hers, Batgirl, um, it's Jason it's, Todd, Jason Todd, Red Hood, Red Hood, Red Hood, yeah. Um, you're Dick gonna Grayson. see Dick Grayson as Nightwing, and um, da- Damian Wayne. No, no, it's That's not Damian, Damian Wayne. That's Damian no, Wayne. It's not Damian Wayne. It's Tim Drake. Are you sure it's Tim Drake? I'm pretty sure it's Tim Drake. Yeah. Well, Damian Wayne was always the one with the hood and the staff. Tim um, Drake didn't have that. I don't know. I think it's Tim Drake. I don't know. Anyway. The point is, he's dead. He's basically wants them to carry on the legacy. The Batcave is no more. Like he even says that the Batcave basically, 
on his death, the Batcave implodes, and I think like the Wayne Manor just kind of like implodes, uh, and it's gone. And so it's up to them to kind of continue the legacy for this. And again, when you play, you at the point when you fire up the game, you can choose to be either Batgirl, uh, Robin, uh, Red Hood, or or Nightwing. And it looks like the big bad for this one is going to be the Court of Owls because they're heavily, heavily featured in the trailer and the gameplay footage. I mean, it shows like something with fighting the part of it showed them fighting with, um, Mr. Freeze, who's going to make an appearance in the game as well. But it looks like it looks like Court of Owls maybe is kind of orchestrating or is going to play a big part in this one as well. It was always such a good foe in, in the bat verse. Well, the Court of Owls. I haven't really read too much on them. Uh, oh, they're, they're really good. Yeah. Really good. I got, I got, I got to read the graphic novel. Well, you know what's funny? Going back to the Batman, one of the things that like eagle-eyed people watch and they're looking at is when you're w- looking at um, Robert Pattinson's Batman and you look at his um, his hands, his bracers, not his bracers, but his where he fights, what he has around his forearms um, looks very similar to what the Court of actually looks exactly like what the Court of Owls use, and so people have said that's a reference that maybe. The Court of Owls are going to be at least referenced or something in the Batman movie because what he's got around his, his wrists and his, around his forearms are what the Court of Owls used to have like little mini darts and like arrows out of it. Do you wonder if they're going to be, maybe they're going to make him kind of like, instead of him going with the League of Assassins, he was a part of the Court of Owls? I don't know. I mean, his, right? I mean, the Waynes were, were one of the members of one of the founders of it and then they yeah. stepped out of the ones that went away from it. Which, which, which another member of another founding family was, uh, the guy who plays the commissioner in the Batman. His family was one of the three founding families of Gotham. Yeah, they do that. But what's, what's up with the couple pots, man? Couple pots are the there couple- too, bro. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's so pissed in the movie. <laughs> Legacy. Legacy. Like they would, they would like throw these little hints in on the first movie, maybe the second movie, and by the third movie, there's an overarching. Um, uh, we've been pulling the strings all along. We've done everything that we've put you. Oh, it's like it's like James Bond did with Spectre. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So yeah. they do the first one one way, and the second one with another hint, but for the third one, you're like they were there all along. They were. I was only their puppet, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I hope they do that. I mean, granted, I mean, I don't even know if they're going to call it the first one, for God's sake, to stop it. And the trailer was only 25, basically 25%. You know, basically, they've only done 25% production on the movie. So they took the trailer from 25% of whatever they had already filmed. All the so, cool shots. All the expensive Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of cool shots, there's a, if you have a chance, there's a video on, I don't know, I'm sure you guys have seen it. The video of that's like a recipe for a blockbuster trailer. It's fucking great. It's so good. It's so good. It's like, it's like, this is yeah, what you need to do. Twitter page. I'll, <laughs> I'll check it out. So watch it. Watch it. Anyways. But, um, um, anything else, guys? Any other news? Oh, and one notes? last thing. So we talked about a little, little tangent, a little adjacent to, uh, the Batman was they also announced that HBO Max is going to have that whole prequel series mm. in mm-hmm. the Batman universe. The movie of the Batman, right, is year two. They are making an HBO Max series that takes place in year one, but it's going to be perspective of the Gotham PD. I think it's going to be called like Gotham PD or something like that. And it's going to go Gotham Central. Oh, Gotham. Okay, there it is. And it's, and it's going to be in universe with the Batman film, but the year before. So it's yes, like a prequel and, series. And they're going to be dealing with everything with Batman on like adjacent. They're, like, they're, they're going to be like bat adjacent. 
random batarang in the wall. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I guess we know who took care of those bank yeah, robbers. They, I don't know. They, 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 all of a sudden, you, you know, you, you have all these bloodied bodies all tied up and there's a, there's a, there's a Batman shape written in blood on the wall. You know, all the, that kind of stuff. The, the hospital, hospital is like, the hospital beds are getting full because they can't, all the ga- all the thugs and gangsters are like, <laughs> yeah. going in there and they're now gonna have to like, you know. I think it's funny, I think it's funny how he's- the bat wing. He'll, he'll be, he'll be the bat before being the bat was cool. Exactly. You know? Exactly. He's still exactly. a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, 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 let's just, let's just talk about how Bruce Wayne is as much of a weirdo. I mean, he is literally a, Emo, uh, you know, I guess you could almost call him sociopathic, rich white kid. I mean, basically that's what he is. I mean, he's just. Well, who then, who like, I, I, my parents were murdered. Um, and so I will cope, you know, my therapy is going to be Being traveling. The, well, and before that, traveling world, traveling the world and becoming a martial arts expert and taught how to assassinate people with ancient techniques, uh, to then go back home. Uh, and wear a black costume, in which the symbol of my costume I'm going to make out of the gun that killed my parents. Exactly. Because, wow. That's not meta. Yeah. That's, <laughs> God. I found the gun that killed my parents and incorporated it into my outfit, so I will never, ever forget what happened. <laughs> yes. Every that's time I, I look cope. at that bat, exactly. That's, that's my way of coping. Oh, and by the way, I beat the shit out of random criminals. That's just how it works out. Every time. Every time. Gives me some sense of solace to know I have literally pummeled them into the dirt and have literally punched out all but two of them. That's how I sleep at night. That's how I sleep at night. <laughs> and I sleep like a baby. And I do it all with a song in my heart. A song because, of vengeance. Because I am I am vengeance. Alright. And I listen, I listen to death metal while I fix my, my Batmobile. Alright, moving on. <laughs> on. Alright. Anyways, all right. So, um, other than that, anything else, guys? Anything you guys want to talk about? Anything new? Any more news? Uh, I still want to see. Uh, I mean, it just came out. I still want to see Bill and Ted. I want to hear what you guys think about it. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I need to sit and watch it. That's my plan this week. I, to have, watch to, I have to Ted. see it. I don't know when I'm going to be able to see that, but I'm looking forward to it because I've been hearing, honestly, like such positive reviews. Not even because the movie is great, but people are like. This is the move, the kind of movie we need right now. Something that's very positive and kind of uplifting. That's what, that's what I think has been getting, feeding a lot of the positive reviews for it. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I, and I honestly, I can't, I, it's, it's, I can't wait to see it. I'm excited to see it. I haven't read the reviews. I saw that it was certified fresh, which I was surprised it was certified fresh as much as it was. Cause it started off at like 76%. Now it's hitting over 80% certified fresh, which is fantastic. Right. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I need to interject here. Um, okay. I want this movie to be good. I really <laughs> do. I haven't seen it yet. So let me say that first. I want it to be good, though. I love Bill and Ted. The old movie was so good. It's like we finally got a sequel to... Even Bogus Journey was amazing in its own way. Like, if we got a sequel to Ferris Bueller now, man, I would love for it to be good, right? But, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this. And the more I think about the Bill and Ted movie, I'm thinking we might need to coin a new phrase. Okay. Um, a few weeks ago, when it was my turn to pick a movie, I picked In the Army Now. And I loved that movie when I was younger, but I, I realized that my perspective of that movie was tainted by my love for a particular actor in it. And so, AKA Polly Shore? 
It is the Polly Shore effect. You like it. <laughs> and it's a just a lemon. It's no good. Even though it's got a great actor in it, you just want to like it so much that you force yourself to like it, even though the movie itself is terrible. And so I really want this Bill and Ted movie to pass the Polly Shore test. I want it to actually be good and not just me putting a good rating upon it <laughs> just because I really want it to be good. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that, dude. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's set it up for the next episode. We talk about that. We talk about it. Now, not, not, that's not going to be our movie, but we all mentioned, did we see it? What do we think? And I'll be our, like our, in, in our news segment for the next episode, guys. I yeah. think you guys cool for that. I think we'll do that. Well, I'll, 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 honestly, I, I am not going to watch that movie by the time we go to the next episode because oh, okay. nothing is open here. Well, it's it's uh uh I'll, I'll talk to you after Goody on that. We'll talk cool. after. No worries, it's all good. So so it, it's it's on demand. It's 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 on the uh, it's on it's on it's on where it needs to be. So it's there. So whatever that is. All right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we'll, watch play. It. we'll try and watch it at least. And yeah, uh, we'll try and watch it. Cool. So. All right, so um, I guess we're going to move now to our refill part of the episode. So, uh, guys, if you need to smoke a, smoke a pancake, smoke a pancake. Bong and a blimps. All right, if you guys need to smoke something, smoke it. If you need to drink something, drink something. This is the refill break. And uh, everybody get up. Go see a man about a dog or as good as to say as uh, shake the what? Shake the dew off the lily. <laughs> in a distal cutting fashion. All right, so we'll see you guys in about uh, 30 seconds. back we are back in back from being in the thunderdome welcome oh to the thunderdome bitch bitch all right two men two men enter okay one man leaves okay <laughs> i'm your private dancer <laughs> oh sorry i just i thought tina turner that's what we we're doing so all right. is that we're gonna go no yeah. <laughs> all right anyway love got to do? was that in the movie oh wait oh Excuse me, uh, back check here. Mm, back oh. check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bit of back check here. Uh, yeah, right. Corrections from, uh, from the last time. Do you want to say that League of Their Own did come out in the summer of 92? <laughs> Same as Batman Returns, which is so telling. It's very uh, recent and nice because of the Batman coming out. We thought I'd figure it out. Make it up. <laughs> All right. All right. Further, furthermore, there is already a Disney multiverse uh, beyond just the MCU. Blah, is also the series Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time, which presented brand new iterations and interpretations of beloved fairy tale and also Disney characters. Peter Pan as a murderous monster was simply delicious. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Fact Check. Please, 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 please go back to whatever hovel you crawled out of. Yes, please. <laughs> He's already crawled, crawled back into his chest. Why did that guy come here? Wade. 
Okay. So the movie that we're talking about. The movie that we're talking about this week as we come back from refill. But but did you finish your, your Long Island Ice Teas there, buddy? Dude, I've gone through one just in the break. <laughs> <laughs> what about the... Well, I'm back to my back. Bacardi I'm, already on my, I'm on my second bullet, but like I'm looking at making a six shooter tonight. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Wow. Jeez. Here we go. It's going to be a crazy <laughs> night, guys. Oh, it's going to be a crazy, crazy night. We're All just right. a couple of wild and crazy oh, guys. Oh, okay. Here we go. So I mean, I'm on my second cup. I'm on my second service of Bacardi and Coke. So yeah, I'm doing good. Doing real good. So the Crow. movie is? <laughs> the movie this week. <laughs> the movie this week is the 80s cult classic known as Crawl. Oh, um, guys. Crawl. Yeah. Came out in 1983, um, directed by actually a pretty big director. His name is Peter Yates. Um, he did a, he directed a, a horror uh, movie called The Deep, which was kind of like a diving horror movie, one of those kinds of things, like an aquatic horror movie. Uh, he also directed a, a cool movie with, I've seen, I haven't seen the whole movie, but it's a cool heist movie with, uh, I believe it's Robert Mitchum called, um, The Friends of Eddie Croyle. And that one actually, that movie actually has like 92 or 95% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's on the server. And I've seen like the first 30 minutes of it and it's really good. Like, I'm like, I need to come back and watch, finish watching this movie. It was really, really good. What did is you it? Say, did you say David Yates? Uh, Peter Yates. Peter Yates. Okay. Peter right. Yates. Peter Yates. He directed it. And, and he, this was, this was like, and I mean, and I mean, in my opinion, like I said, I, this is a movie that I love. I, for some reason, it's my favorite movie. I don't know. I don't care. I love it. I grew up watching it. We watched it so many times. There was a syndication channel in Houston growing up called Channel 20. It was kind of like, you know, you know, it was just like where you saw like the afternoon cartoons and during the summer they had, you know, all these other stuff on TV. It was like, you know, you're like, it wasn't your, it was like your local channel, but it wasn't like the, the ABC, NBC, Fox channels. It was like that local syndicated channel where they had like, Charles in Charge on and shit like that. So okay, and that was one of those movies that was there was it was a, like on Friday nights. I'm Goody, I don't know if Goody remembers this, but I do. On Friday nights, they would always show like a creature feature late, and it was or like some sci-fi movie, and it was always like you know schlock kind of movies. Like, and this was one of those movies that they would show, and they showed this movie at least once or twice a year, at least. You know, so it was just one of those things that I, you know, whatever it was on, I would sit and I would watch it and I would just love it. And it's, and it's so f- much, so much full of cheesy goodness. Mm, debatable. <laughs> well, well yeah, okay. You said like cult classic, the deep, but he also directed Bullet with Steve McQueen. Yeah, Bullet was a huge film. Yeah. That's not a cult classic as much as that. I mean, very huge, important film. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's yeah. Kind sorry, of- sorry. I was gonna, I was gonna get to that. He directed no, Bullet. Didn't. No, you weren't. I was. I have it yeah. written down. I've written down here, fuckers. So leave me the Set fuck alone. Stage for so like he he wrote he movie. directed Bullet, and the same year he directed this movie, uh, Breaking Away came out too. That cycling movie with um with uh what's it called um God who's in the movie? There's so many people in the movie. There's um Breaking Away God. came out in '79. No, did it? Yes. Yeah, it did. Okay. Okay. Well, either way, he directed Breaking <laughs> Away. So check where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't let like I that. said, I'm in my second service, so eat my shit. Masturbating okay. furiously. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So, anyways, obviously, the director's yes. done a lot of good stuff. Got it. He's done good stuff. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's just... All right. So, 
I could go on and on about the movie. There's a lot of funny things I thought in the movie. Just watching it again just made it, you know, just made it more charming in my opinion. But like I said, I, I have charming. I have, I have, I enjoyed this movie so much. I mean, I bought it. I own it. So I don't care. I really don't give a shit what anybody says. But, but, um, I mean, go right ahead, guys. Knock yourselves out. What did you think? Okay. I'm going to sit back on mute I need, and listen to you fuckers talk. I need to hear. Uh, the voice of reason. And so I want to hear what Goody has to say before I hope I don't become the giant rain cloud of this episode. <laughs> All right. So I think I'm going to be more, I don't know, the voice of reason, voice of moderation. All right. So I watch this movie. Uh, I do have some questions on this. Um, so if you don't know, I mean, the plot, right, was that there is a, um, the planet is the planet is crawl. So the movie is named after is, is the, the planet in which this movie takes place. Uh, it has the trappings of a kind of medieval fantasy type thing: a prince and a princess from warring or, or rival countries are going to create an alliance, marry each other, and it's very beautiful, and romantic, and all that stuff, um, which is nice. And then uh, apparently the big bad shows up. What's it yeah. called? The, the the Black Fortress is that what it is? Is that what they call? It? I can't remember now off the top of my head now. The Black Fortress. Is it Black Castle or something? I don't remember. No, they, call right. it, they call it, they call it the Dark Fortress. The Dark Fortress, and uh, it's run by it's run by the the, the big bad is the Beast. Yeah, it's the Black Fortress. The Black Fortress. I'm like, <laughs> so they show up, um, and the funny thing is that it's very much know. a medieval. They spend an hour and a half trying to show up. Well, okay, <laughs> they they crash the wedding. Okay, look, I mean, like, the, the, the whole thing is like this. They crash the wedding, right? Um, now, it's like medieval fantasy, you think, and then freaking alien invaders come in, and they're like firing laser guns and, and stuff like they're laser, like laser, like pole arms, but they're not really laser guns, but they're pole arms, it looks like. Um, they break up the wedding, they kill the two rival kings, uh, they kidnap the princess, and so now the main character, all right, Prince Colwyn, has to go rescue his, I guess, well, bride to be, because I don't think they were married yet. I think before the wedding crashers showed up. The problem being, though, is that the Black Fortress every sunrise changes its position. Okay, it basically, so, yeah, the Black Fortress moves every time sunrise comes up. It's yeah. when sunrise shows up, it, it moves to another place. What I just think is okay, and so here are my questions. And, and so if the whole thing is a quest. He has to get a magic, uh, a magic weapon called the glaive, which is the big star that he used, which is actually a pretty badass weapon. It's one of those like classic sci-fi weapons now people look at, kind of like Han's blaster or the lightsaber. The glaive is in that kind of like sort of like realm. Some would argue, I would argue that actually. Um, but it, you know, it's he has to. He gets a group of kind of like you know ragtag criminals and all of that to. Uh, outlaws to go part of this. You have a Cyclops who, uh, Cyclops were gifted, quote unquote, gifted, uh, with being able to see their own deaths. So like they know when they're going to die. Uh, and they're all kind of strong kind of guys or whatever. And then there's like, there's like a, a magician who's, you know, whatever. He changes them into other animals. Yeah. But, but it's funny. Like he's like, he, 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 you clearly see he's trying to make himself bigger than he is, but he's not really that powerful of a magician. Maybe the potential perhaps, but. At this point in his stage, he's like Bush League at best. Um, yeah, he didn't really do anything to impact the story. Yeah, he, he's more comic relief, I feel like, or, you know, heartwarming. Edge I keep, to I keep, when, 
Keep going. Okay, I have a lot to talk about that part. Go anyway, ahead, go ahead. but and then and well, I'm doing the synopsis for the movie you chose. Ugh. Anyway, and so the whole thing is, and then they're on this quest to fight the beast. Uh, they take the glaive. It's the only thing that can kill him, and then then rescue the princess. You know, all those things. A lot of things happen. A lot of actually, a lot of interesting scenes. A lot of cool stuff. Little backstory they kind of hint at with like you know the the with the widow with the crystal spider. I mean, a lot of cool sequences. I'll be honest, there was some good stuff in it. My questions, though, one. Yeah, okay, here we go. One. Let's see. Let's so, see. Let's see. So this black fortress that changes <laughs> position right every morning. Why couldn't one of those positions be off world? Because he hadn't married the princess yet. Well, Maybe he had to stay. I don't know, dude. Okay. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Like this thing is from a. Here's the thing. They make it clear this beast is conquering the galaxy. Right. Yeah. Like, this is a spacefaring race. It's a spaceship, essentially, at the beginning of the movie. It hasn't even come to Earth yet. When I crawl, it's a spaceship that's crawl. landed on a basically a planet of primitives because they're on a medieval level of technology. And yet, like, it changes position. Why is this guy hanging out? I'm like, steal the pin- princess, go to the next planet. No, I'm going to, I'm going to stick around where they have apparently the one weapon that can kill me. All right. But whatever. It's fine. That's one question. Yeah. Secondly, um, laser guns and like <laughs> versus knights like no we got this guy into a rabbit and we got laser guns well i mean and which is cool i mean interesting sort of combination there i mean i love sci-fi and fantasy but again it's like you guys have the overwhelming advantage in uh, terms of technology you were saying good because we lost you for one yeah, second there for a second man okay the 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 Black Fortress has the overwhelming advantage in terms of technology, right? I mean, this guy is conquering worlds, and he gets beaten by the medieval people. You know, it's I like it was comical how the castle is this impenetrable fortress, and yet it's really just a door with a guy that stands in the way. <laughs> there's a lot of them. So there's lots of doors with just a guy standing in the way. And then when you get in, you kind of walk through these really abstract spaces. They're not so much rooms or, or even functional space. It's just an abstract pathway. And that's how you, that's the advanced civilization that is trying to take over the planet to crawl. I mean, we do understand it's 1983, right? Uh, you know what? Tron 83. <laughs> Excalibur. Hey, uh, Back to the Future is two years later. I'm just saying. I'm just saying medieval. I mean, it's an interesting concept. And you know what else? And here's what, what it is. So this movie. So I'm a big lore fan. And even with all of that, those questions I've got, like how did space-faring galactic conquerors get beaten by basically medieval primitives? Um, with something and then, we hid somewhere, a little knife that we hid somewhere just to hang out. We still beat him. <laughs> I, I don't know. I miss the movie ends, right? <laughs> it's Only ending. Only the Lord Marshall and the King have this key. Well, no. Then the movie ends, <laughs> and there's this promise. There's this prophecy that these two kids get together, and that's beautiful. And they stoop, and they have a child, and <laughs> then that child will rule the galaxy. <laughs> They become spacefaring in one generation. They don't have spaceships. They don't have laser guns. They don't have weird floating moving castles. Well, maybe they do now because they killed. Well, no, no, no. The Black Fortress collapsed. They couldn't couldn't even reverse engineer the technology. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? You know what it is? 
It was because the girl was mind fucked by the beast. She's pregnant already. So okay. Oh, well, <laughs> wait. What? <laughs> and also, also, and another thing. Also, other question I have: the beast is ginormous. What was he going to do with her? He was going to look like Colwyn, like he did. Where? No, when, when? Did they really think this through? I mean, <laughs> someone had to. I mean, someone had to. I'm I mean, gonna, they, they, they put gonna, money to it, so yeah. I want a director's cut. Someone, <laughs> someone contact. Peter Give me the Yates, Yates from cut. The, Give me the Yates cut. Someone from the Pete from from the beyond the grave. Get that Ouija board out and have him create a director's cut. Because the guy's a been dead since, I think he died in 2011. I don't know. Make it happen somehow. <laughs> I just I, there was. A I'm scene. so glad you guys got to watch this movie again. I'm so happy. I, okay, well, I've never seen this before, but wait, wait, was, wait, 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 one last point. Although I do have to say, you see a lot of young act. Hello. Yes. Well, you see a lot of actors. I'm like, oh crap, that guy, and that guy, and that guy, and that guy. <laughs> so, like, it's one of those kind of movies. Anyway. Yeah, which is great. Okay. There was a sequence for five minutes where I just watched this motherfucker climb the side of a cliff. <laughs> there, was no dialogue. there was constant trumpets. I uh, look at my notes. I wrote trumpets like eight times. They just have these overwhelmingly, like, Trump well, heavy and and all these scores that were just not no. Well, dude, okay, so so that was one of my points that I was laughing while I was watching the movie and I, and I thought it was great was because the guy who did the music for this movie, okay, was James Horner, okay, who did a lot of really good movies. Like he did a lot of good movies, and the music he did for this movie sounds very much like the movie he did for another movie, one of Goody's favorites. Willow. Oh. Exactly. Okay, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so this movie has like the, the theme, the main theme from this movie is very similar to Willow. Very similar. I it's kind of like it's it's like John Williams, man. You know, you can always hear John Williams music and it sounds, you know, you hear music from Jurassic Park and it sounds very similar to Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Like there's there's things that come up. And so he, the, he did the music for this movie. Okay. I'll give you that. But. Every- Hagrid, guys. Hagrid. <laughs> yes. Okay. Dark man. Oscar Schindler. The Taken guy. The, the princess. Jin. Like. Qui-Gon. Yeah. <laughs> the princess who just like stares. All she oh, does. Oh, and, and the widow. The, the widow was Lady Jessica from uh, Dune. The movie. Yeah. Yeah, see? Come on. Okay. Dude, I mean, my biggest fantastic. This movie. The wait, biggest- no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. We need introduction. Derek, please, please be the cloud. Here's be your the shot. Cloud, dude. Be the cloud. Be the cloud, dude. Give me the give, unleash. Give me if unleash you, hell. Unleash hell. If you take a story with this much content, much like I think you could easily relate this to in some form or fashion to Lord of the Rings, you've got so many microcosm events that, that this these two characters are going to go off and do this thing. And while they're doing that, these other characters are going to do this thing. And you can span it out into three, three-hour movies, okay? And you get invested in each of those little phases that make the story feel like you're actually getting something out of it. With Kroll, <laughs> they must go on 10 or 15 different... <laughs> 
side quests that fail and they have to turn back or this thing happens, but it worked out, but then it failed. And then this thing, and then they finally, all along the time, they're just trying to get to go and rescue the princess, to find the castle, to know where it's going to be. And they must have had 12 quests in this whole process. And I don't even remember what the order they were in now. It didn't even make any difference because you just slowly kill characters one by one in each of them. Well, the, the the funny thing is, is that you know, the to your point, this was actually I was, I was watching the behind the scenes stuff and I was reading some stuff on it. This was going to be like Columbia Pictures kind of version of like Star Wars. <clears throat> this was going to be like their Star Wars kind of fantasy sci fi kind of fair. And they made a franchise. What you're saying to me? It's supposed to be a franchise. It was, they, they were. They, it was. It was one of those because in the early '80s, and, and I mean, we know this. In the early '80s, there was a lot of this sword and sorcery kind of thing all over the place. We just, well, yeah, of it course. was like there was a ton in the early '80s. Yeah. Um, and this was one of those things, but this was actually they put some money behind it because the budget was around forty-eight million dollars. So oh they put crap! In, yeah, exactly. In the '80s, that's a lot of money. Well, in '83, that's a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, in 83, that's a lot of money. And they only made like 17 on the movie worldwide. So for them, it was a complete disaster. Now, granted, it's got a cult following now because people like are endeared to it, like, you know, myself and yeah, some other people. Matter. But it doesn't matter. But what I'm saying is that this was supposed to be kind of like a tentpole for Columbia. Like, you know, 20th Century Fox had Star Wars and this was like right around, but just before Return of the Jedi came out. So this was going to be like Columbia Pictures Star Wars. They were going to have like a whole series of movies. That was their plan. I mean, it was going to continue. That's why you have the story about the, the sun, you know, and who knows how far that would have gone. But, but because the movie was such a commercial failure, they just scrapped the idea. They scrapped everything about it. So, well, okay. I think, I mean, okay. So I can kind of see that. That playing out, I, I can understood understand that, but um, this it's this clunky. Movie, I'm not. I'll give you that. It's a clunky motion picture. Maybe that's what I'm looking for, right? It's um, clunky. The last thing I have written down here is more just a hilarious thing. My wife and I had both noticed that guy. Uh, who is it? Br- uh, Br- uh, Bernard Breslau, I think I no, yeah, Bernard, yeah, the guy who played um, the Cyclops. Yes. The entire movie, that actor is running around blind. He's yeah, got, I was wondering that. Could he see through that makeup? No, he's got. I'm looking at the close-ups. They they basically put a sleeping mask on him and then makeuped over it to where it looked like a cyclops eye. I had a feeling that was the case because there was a scene when he reached. Like, if they were, if like, if he reached for someone's hand, they grabbed it. You know what I mean? Like for his. Even yeah, for his. For you could tell. I was like, I think this yeah. guy's blind. And then there's that scene where he's running through the swamp. And I'm the like, there is running quite literally blind. He cannot see anything, and he's just sprinting through a set. That was that's insane. If that's if that was the case. I mean, I was like, wow, that just brings that guy to a whole other level. Like he's he's like his cool book is like out of control. Every because time he I'm watching while he runs, that, we were just like, that guy's running. He's fighting. He's kicking and he's he's rolling blind <laughs> yeah and like there's a like the part what about the part when he's climbing up the mountain like i was like holy shit this dude's blind and he's climbing up the mountain yep and he's looking up like he's really like he's really going full method on it like it's like he's just going for it well and he's and like there, acting and, and he's got these like emotions that he's trying to depict and he can't he didn't even see what he's doing 
and it's, and it, it, but it comes through, which is great. It, I mean, look, it's a, it's, it's not like a masterpiece by any form of fashion, but the movie has a lot that it's kind of like a lot of redeeming qualities to it, in my opinion. That's why I love the movie so much because there's, you can see through the clunkiness and all the kind of the weird aspects. And yes, I mean, it's how do they not just leave the planet? And furthermore, what I thought was funny when I was watching the movie, I was like, I didn't realize that that ship is flying in through space and there's literally no thrusters. Yeah. It's, like just, it's, 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 just, just it's literally holes in the back of a, of a toy and there's no thrusters on it. Okay. Okay. Thruster effect. It's, it's ion engines, guys. It's ion engines. Yes, that's what it is. I forgot. That's what I thought too, but I didn't want to say anything. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, I was like, whatever. But I mean, but that was like the scene where he's running through the swamp. And I, while I was watching, I was like, I think this guy's blind. Like, he can't see through this makeup. And he's running through the swamp. And I'm wondering, how many times did it take him? How many times did he trip over some random-ass route that so, they had put down on the set? I think, okay. I, I think I might have a solution, a redeeming characteristic. Um, can you please tell me that this is based on a fictional book that is far better than the movie and it doesn't do no. justice? no. It's just a movie. This is original material. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> they wrote this it this a, way. They made. They wrote it. They like- wrote it this way. <laughs> they made it this way. This is original '80s. This is original '80s kitsch sword and sorcery kind of bullshit, dude. It's the best thing. All it's right, the best part of it. All right, and in reality, there was a part with. I mean, re- reading some of the stuff, they actually wanted this to be tied in with like Dungeons and Dragons. And that kind of stuff, but Disney Dragons didn't give them any permission to do that. Some so they didn't do it. Patience with a movie like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so but let's go through the movie, shall we? Yeah, right, let's move. Let's move through the movie. All right. So first off, I think it's fantastic. Like I said, the mountain ship has absolutely no thrusters effect. I mean, it's literally like Goody said, it's ion engines. So it's actually it's it's probably more technologically advanced in that sense. And it's better for the environment when it lands. Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I have no idea. I am not a NASA engineer. Problem. Yeah, exactly. In a world where it's medieval, global warming is a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they don't have any problem with global warming because they're, <laughs> okay. not, they're not an industrial society yet. So, and the best thing about it is that, you know, all of a sudden they ride horses. Like, where do they get the horses from? Oh, the aliens. Yeah. They, Slayers. Yeah. They come out of the ship riding horses. I didn't even think about that. Yes. They yeah. ride horses with laser guns. Yes. And it's all, and, and it's not just like, like they're not really laser guns. Like we said, they're like laser pole arms and they only get one shot. It's like a, like a, like one of those electrical batons that you see in garden <laughs> prison movies. And it's one shot. And they should have called this movie like night versus nights versus aliens, like cowboys versus aliens. I mean, I thought that was that must have been a better. I would have been a better title. Well, I mean, Knights versus Aliens. I don't know. I guess. (laughs) Granted, this is the first time I've ever seen this movie. But if I look at the cover and I see the name and I see like this pose of holding up that (laughs) weapon, the glaive troll has to be either the weapon or the bad guy. And it turns out it's neither. It just happens. It's the planet standing. I'm just standing and. That's the name of the planet. It's the name of the planet. Yes, yes. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just like the movie's cool because I just, I was like, there was a, like a weird mix of sci-fi and fantasy. And I love how everybody in the, in the movie is like wearing like basically 70 to 80% of the attire, uh, attire is all like chest hair out. 
Yeah, and and just filthy, bend, yes. dirty <laughs> man. Like no one looks. I mean, pretty. no one, no one's all dressed up. I mean, They're not their nines. It's just the one pretty boy and the rest of the guys. But they all have their chest hair out, dude. I mean, that's how you roll. It's like this disco era, baby. Let's do disco it. Disco era. There you go. <laughs> Goody, are you there? I don't you like. No, I'm just, I'm just like, oh, oh, look, look, I'm hearing all this. I'm hearing all this and I'm thinking about like, man, but like, I, I it makes, I feel like people are going to think I hated the movie. I didn't hate the movie, but having watched it now as a, you know, as an older gentleman, um, I feel like. I, I guess, like I said, I had those questions, and then I was like, "I'm not. I don't want. I mean, I don't want if anyone out there that loves this movie." But no, 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 no. I'm good. man, I'm I'm saying all this, and I and I, I don't care. I still love the movie. I watched the movie today. I'm gonna show it to my daughters, and they're gonna be like, "Why the hell are we watching this movie?" And I'm like, "Cause it's my favorite movie. I don't care. I don't care." It's my three favorite words. I don't care. It's my movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's just the same thing. Like me and Goody, when we were on a vacation, we saw Monster Squad. Monster Squad is not a classic by any way, shape, or form. It's not a great movie, but it's a great movie. I love the movie. I mean, you know, I think, I, I think it, Crawl it, is, is a great nostalgia bearing film. Yeah. I think that it, it, it's definitely, you know, in a category that was not popular at the time, but I know that I enjoyed a lot of other movies like this one. So it just seems like a swing and a it's miss. Just a, it's a product of its time. That's all yeah. it is. It's yeah. a product of its time. I mean, you know, first off, I mean, the, the other thing about it, if you think about it, I mean, the, the two biggest actors in the movie really were uh, the old man yeah, from the mountain and uh, the lady who was the widow. I mean, they're, that's, that's Thu for Hallett, Howitt, Howitt, or Hallett, Goody. Is it Howitt? Thu for Howitt? The, the character from Dune, Thu for Howitt. Is it Thu for Howitt? I don't know, man. I don't know, whatever. The, the, the Mentat. To me. The Mentat. The I'll Mentat. Say that about 10 more times. <laughs> anyway, I'll say it again. Thu for Howitt. Anyways, but he, he is the guy who played Thu for in, in Dune, and then the lady who played Lady Jessica in Dune. And they're like, they're, you know, and her part is super small. But very, I mean, she's amazing. They're both such good moves, such actors. They they go right through it. And the best part, the other funny part was, is that when he comes out of the mountain talking to the widow, and he's like, "Oh, the fortress," and he falls down. If you watch, he breaks the rock that he lands on, and all you and you see the foam underneath. Like it's it's that's a little. Oh really? <laughs> yes. You see, you see that the the foam the foam that was made from the the rock was made out of. I've got a little. You know, now. You know, you know <laughs> here's one more thing, and, and and I think it's probably why I felt the way I did a little while ago, because uh, after I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, hmm, okay, wait a second, and then I started doing a deep dive into its development. I'm like, oh man, this movie was like a lot of work and was difficult and hard. It was. It was like, oh man, to then be the flop that it was. I'm like, oh my god. Because I did, I did a little inflation calculator. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> no. Basically, Back this check. movie, this this basically this movie cost over inflation, how much? Inflated to today's uh, dollars, that movie cost about a, over a hundred million dollars to make. Really, over a hundred million dollars would be in today's money. The the budget oh, you told me, I believe it. I think dude. it was like one hundred twenty five million dollars. What it would have cost in today's dollars, and made only like forty. 45. That, that, I believe it because I mean, what they did, I mean, it was, 
it was it, they they used they built built twenty three sets for the movie. Okay, and that's not including that they used ten sound stages for the motion picture. Sound stages are huge. Include and they use the sound stage that they call the 007 sound stage, which I have the dimensions for it. The dimensions for the 007 sound stage is 336 feet by 139 feet by 40. That's like, like basically scene, a football field. Yeah. So, so the scene with the swamp was done in what they call the 007 sound stage at the famous Pinewood Studios. At the famous Pinewood Studios, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, they, they really pumped in a lot of money. The one thing I am upset about though, the one, the one part about this movie that pisses me off. Oh, just the one? Is just the one. Is that they dubbed over, like, why, it was his voice so bad that they had to dub over Robbie Coltrane's voice. Like, Hagrid's voice was so bad, you had to dub over it. I mean, what was the deal? I don't know. They dubbed over his voice. Well, they also dubbed over the princess. I read that too. Yeah, but I don't give a shit about her. She <laughs> well, damn. damn. I'm, just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying that in a movie no, where kidding, a lot I'm of kidding. people I, had British... I'm surprised they dubbed over her too. I was like, well, that's the thing. Because that? I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there was a lot of British accents in this movie. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys picked up on that. Mm-hmm. Except the main guy, Colwyn. His well, accent was not... You know, because... But, but also her. And why? Because... Even though they use, she was a, she's a British actress, they had an American actress dub her for the American release of the film. Because I guess people wouldn't buy a British girl marrying an American guy. I have no idea. I don't know. Whatever. It's kind of like, it's kind of like for the American release of the film, she had to be dubbed and they use an American actress to dub her voice. It's kind of like what, okay, one of the things that really annoys me about Star Wars. Like a new hope. Oh, here we like go. It really, really annoys me. And all the fanboys are going to get pissed. Oh, here. I understand this. And you guys can fucking just. No, no, I'm not going to get pissed. I think it's funny. Not you. Not you. Not you. I'm saying, the, I'm saying all those Star Wars fanboys that can get, get all pissed at me. I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, now I'm agitated. Now they're pissing me off. Is in Star Wars, a new hope, everybody except, I mean, not everybody, but like, like Leia and Vader, they have like British accents. Or British intonations, which is super annoying. Like for like the first half of the movie, like when she's when she's with Vader and he's like and she's like, "Oh, I'm on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan from Alderaan," and he's like, "Take it away!" And like, "What? Seriously, bro? You really don't have to do that. You're fine normally as it is." Okay, you know what I mean? Like it, that that kind of stuff was really annoying to me. But then, like, it's only for like half of the movie. As soon as Alderaan is destroyed, everybody gets normal. It's like really. Seriously? Well, okay, 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 okay. okay. What do you? What are you no, I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't get. I don't get Carrie Fisher doing that because, yeah, you're right. That whole kind of like that British lilt or that English lilt or whatever she had to her voice yes. for, but which she loses in the sequels. Um, I know, but she lost it after the in the prison yeah. scene when, when, but, he, when but, he got but, her. But Vader never lost his though. Like, exactly, like well, James Jones keeps it. You know? Yeah. He goes full method on it. And well, it's really I, and, here, and, and which which again follows a theme. If you notice, like except for the new movies, but like the Empire was always British sounding guys. At least the officers were, although the stormtroopers not. So I wonder, yeah, huh? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. I, it was just like it's just like funny. Like really, so that means like sort of like all the officers are gentlemen, like in you know, like in the olden they, days. Sounds like about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
They were gentlemen. They were from the, uh, the higher echelon of families in, in the empire. Well, actually, they're yeah. aristocrats, not exactly gentlemen, but yeah. Oh, they're gentlemen. But anyway, I mean, I'm just saying like, like, I mean, they, they dubbed over Hagrid's voice, you know, and I'm like, I, I like, I was wanting to hear him say, you know, you're a wizard, Harry, you know, that kind of voice, but it didn't oh come God. up. It didn't come up, you know, <laughs> it was like, you know, like, I shouldn't have told you that, you know, I was waiting for him to sound like, and it just didn't work out. I was, that was a disappointing thing for me, but it always, everything always sounds better with Liam Neeson in it. And he was, as always, fantastic. And the guy who was like the head guy, the actor Alan Armstrong, who was a terrific character actor. And he's good in everything he does. Like the head bandit. I mean, he's yeah. fantastic. Torquil. He, he played that character really well. He I did. I was kind of surprised by how much. Do uh, you, ever, you ever watch a show and you know, like there's a, you know, a, a bystander number five that's yes. sitting in the back of the, the scene and they kind of make sure that you can see their face and they're acting in the frame, right? Yeah. Liam Neeson was that the whole time. Yes. <laughs> until he talked. And I was like, dude, why are you trying to like just play the character? You're being distracting. <laughs> there was there was the scene when he was dying and they didn't have his you know him on screen. And at the end of his scene it says, you know, while they're talking and the music's going, but you all of a sudden you hear you you hear Liam Neeson's voice tell Marath I love her, but you don't even see him say it. And it's like, wait a minute, did he? That's he supposed dying, to say something? That's his dying moment. It was his dying moment, and he wasn't even on screen. And he says, "Tell Marath I love her." And you hear that in the background, but it's very low; like you almost miss it, and you're just like, "Wait, did he say something?" Yeah, if you don't even you, show it, you're not going to hear that line. Yeah, I thought that was no one fantastic. Ever notices. He's just dead. He's gone now. It's dude. I, I don't. Dude, I don't give a shit what anybody says, dude. I love how like schlocky and clunky and fantastic and charming this movie is by just by all those little things, like. Like what was something else that I freaking loved, and the the everything, it, the whole thing about you know the only the Lord Marshal and the King have the key, you know that was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I think, I mean that guy, that guy, the first time I saw him again after Crawl, because those a lot of these guys, a lot of these actors were big in England. You know they were big character actors in England, and you didn't really or, see them a lot. Or they were on stage. Like a lot of people were. They're actually a lot of yes. them were like more stage actors. I think they're part of the Royal Shakespeare Company and all that. Like these guys were yeah. stage actors more than anything else. A lot of people here. And, and like, which would include Robbie Coltrane. Like, he was a stage actor. Um, Liam Neeson was a boxer. So he was just starting out. This was like his second or third movie. Um, and, but the guy, Alan Armstrong, like what he said, he was a stage actor. And then, then after Crawl, the next time I saw him was in Patriot Games. He was one of the cops that was like in Northern Ireland. And, you know, he was in Patriot Games. And then I saw him again in Braveheart. He was one of the, the, the Scottish lords. That, uh, that he killed in his bed. He was a scholar that he killed in the bed with the, with the, the ball and chain. I remember that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he killed him there. And so like, like he's, he's, he's a great actor in every scene he's in. And then the guy, and then of course, you know, you have the guy who played Ergo, the magnificent. He's Mr. He's a professor Turkentine from, uh, from, uh, from Charlie, uh, from, um, Willy Wonka. Uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I kept wanting to hear him start, you know, like get on Charlie Bucket's case, you know, in the movie. I was waiting for him to say something. Yeah, of course, because, so. you know, he's going to do that. <laughs> he's going to do that. Where are you? Ergo right. the Magnificent. Right. Totally forgot. Tall in stature, wide in vision. The whole time I was thinking that he must have been from uh, uh, Money Python's group. 
Oh, man. I wonder if that's going to be our M. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Uh, <laughs> but... But no, he seems like one of those guys. Like, but but that guy, I think he he was already a pretty prominent character actor in England. Like these guys, if they weren't in the Shakespeare Company, which they use a lot of guys from the Royal Shakespeare Company, they were character actors in England. And then this was kind of like their first foray into like Hollywood kind of thing. So it was it was one of those one of those things, you know. So, Man. but I mean, I mean, look, we could talk shit all day. But in my mind, the best part of this movie are fire mares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about those. <laughs> These horses. Okay, so they got to. They're Clydesdales that run they, so they fast. They got to go somewhere real far, and then they got to be there real quick. So, they, so there's no way to do it. Except for with these special fucking horses. <laughs> so I actually like. Well, because they're math. fast. They're yeah, super dude. fast. They're, they're very fast. <laughs> so, so I actually did some math, by the way, because I was a, I'm pretty good with numbers, as they say. I was a, a finance graduate. Oh, God. What is it? Uh, oh, my God. All right. Actually, and by, by what I say, it's like by me doing math, it's me reading math in IMDb. And they said that, um, the fire mares can travel a thousand leagues in a day. The league was defined as the distance a heavily armed man could travel in an hour, usually three to four miles, or as they do in England, or actually, no, as they do in the rest of the world, four to seven kilometers. <laughs> that means fire mares can travel about, because they said they could travel a thousand, it had it was a thousand leagues. So it says that, that means that fire mares can travel about 3,500 miles, 5,000 kilometers a day. At an average speed of, get this, this is how fast they were supposedly traveling in the motion picture, 145 miles an hour. The, the amount of G-force <laughs> that they would have been representing, riding a horse at 105 miles whole, an hour. For a whole day. Maybe. For a whole day. The child, the humans, it would have been painful. But the child, literally, the skin would have peeled from his bones. Oh my! I mean, <laughs> no, no, because we've got floating spaceship fortress. This is true, lasers. We've got like, lasers. Maybe it's like the Flash, where it's kind of like a weird kind of like it's, aura. Guys, that it's magic. There's it's also a magic. That's the other magic. thing too. We have advanced alien spacefaring technology versus magic because this planet uses magic it's not like of course it's not like thor which is like it looks like magic but it's advanced technology because we're aliens no it's true pure magic versus industry and technology i feel like it's probably very telling kind of environmentalist message that we should all be sharing today i think so too i think the, you know what you know what it is goody it's 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 fighting against global warming that's what oh it's god full this, circle it is this this movie it's gonna be it's the, it's the classic tale of industry versus the environment, uh, yes. or or basically every single plot plot line from Final Fantasy, <laughs> <laughs> or a Dickens novel. Oh god, or a Dickens novel. Oh, rib, just get it, get it in there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, it's 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 quite it's quite. A, oh, what a beautiful morning! Oh, okay. Jesus. I mean, All right, anyway, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, moving on. Moving on. Uh, I mean, I just, I was like, those, that was, my, those, that, those were, I was always my favorite part, but my, the, the part I always like, didn't like watching was always the, the widow web scene. That scene always kind of freaked me out because, and it still freaked me out today. Like the, the spider is just, is really unnerving. 
The way, like, at that point when she that's flips the... That's spiders suck, dude. <laughs> I know they do, but I'm saying, like, like the way that when she flips over the hourglass and it just sits there and with its little pincers kind of going back and forth. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that, that, that actually, even still today, that was, like, when I watched it, I mean, it was it was kind of, like... Chilling and just something about yeah. it, kind of like it just was like, oh, I didn't like it. That whole like that it. whole sequence was like, it, it, I never, I growing up, I would, I did not like watching that scene. Like, I would walk away because it was just like, just the sound that that weird sound that it would make, that hissing, like snake kind of like hissing sound, like the rattle sound, and it was just, oh god, it was, it was not a scene I really, really liked at all. Like, it not at all. It was just one of those things that you know, it was like, it was like the Artax scene. In Never Ending Story, it's not a very good scene to watch as a kid because oh, you just dude. did not like so it. So dark. <laughs> it was, you know, and then it was very dark because I mean, look, think of the conversation that he had with the widow. I mean, she killed his kid. Yep. I mean, like who? I don't even. I didn't even remember that conversation. And when I heard that, I was like, "Shit, this is pretty dark. This is a pretty dark scene." Like it was like that scene took a real ch- like it was already chilling. And then took an even more chilling turn when she told him, I killed your son. And this is my punishment. I was like, well, because it was their that's son. That's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying like, because he left her, you know, to go fight a war. I don't. So this is the part that I don't get. Like, that's. And her name a, was Lissa, too. And her name was Lissa, too. It, it's. It's such a good story. They have such a good. They have such a good story between the two of them. Their history. That alone could have been a good movie. Why did you give it to me in ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> that no, true. I I do. I totally get that. I think that story. I think their story was probably would have probably been. I think, in my opinion, more compelling than these people. But you also got to think. You know, they were doing. I mean, back then. I mean, they were doing a lot of this kind of stuff, dude. You know, you had. You know, around that time, you had Dragon Slayer. You had what else did you have? Shit, you had Excalibur. This was supposed to be. This was supposed to be Excalibur meets Star Wars. This supposed to be Excalibur meets Star Wars. That's what this was. This is what that's what Variety coined it as. And they also had what else did you have? You had you had Dragon Slayer. You also had like Fire and Ice, which was the Ralph Bakshi sword and sorcery movie. You had what else was around that time? Well, I mean, uh, well, the thing is that like it was part of the whole thing because of course Dungeons and Dragons was also really big, so it was part of that kind of cultural thing going on with those that kind of that whole genre. Around yeah. that time too, you know, I think Legend was around eighty three, or was it a little, a little bit after? I mean, you had a lot of stuff kicking around, you know, that time that was just like there was a movie. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. Um, that it was like it was very uncomfortable kind of a movie to watch, and we watched it as kids, which you know, I don't know why we watched it as kids, but it was kind of like it was like a, a, a it was like a sword movie, sword of sorcery, and it was like. Like a guy in red with blood. I forgot. I can't even think of the movie now. I think it was called Wizards. I don't even remember, dude. It was it was another one of those sources removed from the early eighties that was just all over TV when we were kids. And it was just I, I either way. But you know, like this was what was coming out during that time. Right. You wouldn't know this because you were born eighty nine. But you but even still. No, I mean, you know, I, because, I, you're, I mean, because you're because you're because you're because you're a young whippersnapper, as they say, a young whippersnapper. Okay, you know. Yes, I was not alive whenever this movie. 
<laughs> but but during the early eighties, late seventies, there was you know a, quite a few of these types of movies because you had the dragons be big during that time. You know what I mean? So everybody was kind of just trying to find the next big thing in regards because you had Conan. You know, Conan was huge. You had Red Sonia. You know, you had you had uh, Beastmaster. Uh, Beastmaster, even though that was cheesy in its own way, but. But it's all sword, sword, and, sword and sorcerer movies. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, nobody was – they also on – the, on the other spectrum, they had, you know, post-apocalyptic dystopian shit with Mad Max. So it was just like they're just trying to – they're just all like grasping at straws and some of them hit and some of them didn't. This was one of those that didn't but has grown a cult following after the fact. So – I wonder I mean, how that – I guess it's weird because there are some movies that I've obviously that I'm sure we've all seen that like they, I understand them as a cult classic with this one. I don't, I've never been on the other side of the cult classic group. Like the one that doesn't enjoy the film. So the thing with this movie is, is what I told Goody and what I told you in the beginning where the way we saw it is that growing up, this was always on those like syndicated TV shows channels. Like you would watch, this would be on USA Network. Okay. This would be on like, like I said, syndicated local. This would be on some random channel. When cable came out, this would be on HBO. This would be on something else. You know, it was just there. So growing up, we would watch it because it was on TV and we didn't have like on demand. So whatever was there was there. And so we would watch these movies and we would just grow up. And it was just one of those things that just got a, a, gained a cult following. Yeah. You know, after yeah. it had come out in the theaters, you know, so it wasn't that like it had a cult following because of drive ins and maybe it did because in the eighties we had drive ins, you know, a lot more than we did today. So who knows? I mean, really, who knows how it gained a cult following, but it did gain somewhat of a cult following, you know, cause enough, enough so that we have it, you know, the glaive is in ready player one, the movie. Yeah. That's a strong point. Strong point. You know what I'm it, saying? It like it didn't skip over that part. You know, it, it was it, it it it's a weapon that show used at the end of the movie. I mean, he used the glaive in the motion picture, so it's not like this that that weapon is not like some weird ass weapon that someone uses. No, I mean, if Steven Spielberg decided, and it was actually a pretty, it was much bigger, much used more, and talked about more in the book Ready Player One than it was in the movie. But they used it in the movie, so Steven Spielberg. Had enough, I guess, of 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 an inkling to use it in the motion picture because, granted, it was in the source material, but there was a lot of stuff in the source material that he did not use. I mean, I mean, there's so much stuff in the source material that he didn't use. and he, he added more stuff, like all those people that you see show up at the last battle. I mean, for God's sake, you see battle toads in the final battle in Ready Player One. You know, you see yeah. crazy Overwatch. For God's sakes, Overwatch characters are in that end, in that end scene. I mean, so so this movie, motion picture, has gained a big enough cult following where if you've grown up in the eighties or the early in, in, in between the in between, I guess eighty four to like ninety five, you saw this. You should have seen this movie possibly at least once or twice, or at least skimmed over it while you're, you know. Clicking through the channels, so, it was it, it had to be on TV. So there, there's you you mentioned that there's like a lot of um, like character backstory and stuff that was kind of not not really 
dove into, right? They didn't, they didn't deep dive into all these different aspects that are kind of just played down in the movie. Right. And I guess I'm curious what, what do you think they could have done to make this better? If they stretched it into multiple films or. I mean, yeah. I mean, Goody, I don't know. Talk, talk with you. What do you think? What about the, what do you mean? Possibility of multiple films. I mean, what do you think would have been a good. Well, I mean, the possibility. This good, what do you mean? Good starting point? Like, well, look, again, it's what I said before, though. I mean, they, this, they hinted at a sequel or a possible future, right? Mm-hmm. For this whole thing. Um, however, that, that kid becomes or their child becomes the ruler of the galaxy. Could he, could, could he have been a bad ruler? Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, and there could have been one where it's sort of like, or they could do one now if they want to do another one, if they, if they want to make a sequel now. Where it's like he did rule over the galaxy, and now there's an over. They have to overthrow him because he's an asshole. Like he's not a good yeah. galactic ruler or trademark mo- trademark motor boys. <laughs> there it is. There you go. Come on, Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, we're we're an ideas machine. Call over us, here. baby. Call me, baby. We, you we know, they could make a deal. I will. Well, make they do. <laughs> or 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 they have the prequel, and they give us a story of the widow and you know whatever his the name old man was. Man of the mountain. Yeah, trademark. that's trademark. Yeah, they could trademark, do that. Trademark Motor Boys. Motor Boys. But I mean, I'm just saying, but I mean, they, they could have, they could have shown us how he took over the galaxy or he did, he ruled and then he has to be overthrown. Although I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, but then how does that, that, but then the problem, I guess, becomes, and maybe, maybe it's what they were kind of thinking with this is that then it becomes Star Wars at that point because you don't, have like it's supposed to be Star Wars with what like medieval looking armor, but they'll be in ships. You know what I mean? Like uh, has that kind of medieval motif, but they're in spaceships still. I don't know how that would even work or what that even means. Do you, do you get me? Yeah, yeah I get you know? I'm with you. I totally get it. Or 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 they go a Stargate route while well, it's too close to Stargate. That the way they conquered the galaxy, or he took over the galaxy, or he united the galaxy. They didn't ever say if it was good or bad. Is that not through ships? But through a network of portals, which sounds magical enough to make it keep it in the magical realm. But then again, whatever planet the Black Fortress came from or those guys came from originally, the beast, there's going to be those planets in the galaxy that are probably super advanced planets. And so the first group of guys that roll through with their like horses, uh, and their swords get obliterated by the people with like atomic weapons. It's like, nope, bomb them. No, cut them out. <laughs> yeah. We got it. Got it handled. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. sort of like, they had, we had a Stargate here and uh, out rolls like people in like ancient Egyptian armor are like, all right, well, uh, we're just going to hit him with one bomb strike and we're set. Thanks. Bye now. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I honestly probably because of the movie, I mean, if they had done a better shot part with the movie, I mean, I think this movie was supposed to be, it was supposed to be like the exit that Excalibur with Star Wars, but I think it was more closely going to be something more of like a Lord of the Rings kind of tale because you can't escape the Lord of the Rings, you know, similarities, you know, between, you know, the widow and the web with Shalab. You know, you can't escape with the beast and his fortress with the tower and Sauron's eye. You know what I'm well, saying? Like it's a whole fellowship of travelers that exactly. go to uh, defeat the big bad. Exactly. So you you have you have you like know, the, the, the prince, you have the wizard, you have uh you have you know the bandits, 
You have the you have the seer, you have the little kid who's with the seer, and you have the cyclops. Which fun fact on the cyclops, by the way, you were talking about him, him being that you know tall and stuff. You, you know he's oh he was already six seven, and he had to wear lifts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so so that guy who already was my hero as an actor for portraying a role blind. Yeah, he's also running, running in the swamp in blocks. lifts. In lifts. In lifts. He was already 6'7 to begin with, and they gave him lifts to be taller. Guy. I mean, super method. Oh, the guy's my hero. Paid him well, man. But, but you know, he's he's my, you know what? I think he's our national treasure for the movie. National the treasure? The, the guy who played the Cyclops. Yes. Cyclops Wait, guy. What do you say, Goody? What do you say? I vote, I vote national treasure. Cyclops guy. Sure, why not? At this point. You second. Do I hear a second? Do I hear a second? I second gonna, that motion. We're gonna do Robert's Rules of Order. So <laughs> But I mean but I mean yeah, it was kind of like a Lord of the Rings kind of thing for them. But I mean it I I honestly probably if it had been more exciting, I would have hoped the second part would have been like the prequel, where you hear about the widow and the old man of the mountain. Here, here's the thing. I think and these are all interesting ideas, but the problem is that you can't do that back then because do. back then they weren't doing they weren't doing that kind of stuff back then. They weren't. They like, weren't. The movie ends and their son rule the galaxy. It, Let's tell the story about the two old people, though. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not. You would have had to. You would have had to do the second part with the son, and then a couple years later, if it would have been successful, you would have had to do a prequel. No, this, this is what this, they would have done now. You know what, this, I, mean? Well, like, that's what I mean? You had to make this movie now. And then hope it starts a franchise. Like everything now seems to be starting a franchise. And so, yeah. But back, think- back in 83, nah. Unless, so unless you were like a George Lucas where I think Willow could have maybe been a, been a franchise that had not done poorly. But like very few movies and studios have this eye of this is the first in a franchise, I think, anyway. And oh, and FYI, did you guys notice that this, this planet Kroll has two sons? Yep, I did. <laughs> You know, the 12 scenes where you watch people just walk through grass. You spent 30 minutes watching them cross a plane, one plane, in real time. There's no reason. I feel like when they make movies like this with, like, two sons, and I'm like, I'm not an astronomer, or I'm not not a planetologist. I don't know what the people are they're studying for, but, like, but is that even a thing? Can you have – can you – can you have? I think they're called planetists, but anyway, <laughs> no, they're not called that at all. I just trademark that up. trademark motor boys. I just feel like I'm sorry. Can for that listening in in real life? Can that exist? Can you have a planet with two suns that close that can sustain life like Earth? I don't know if it's even possible. I don't know, man. You know, what, dude, like, you know why, Goody? You know how you can, Goody? Movie magic. <laughs> It's fantasy. Yeah, it's fantasy. In reality, it's, it's almost. Impossible. I know, I know, I, 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 I get all that, and I, but I just. I, I mean, because I have, it's the same reason we don't have cyclops. You know, I have questions. <laughs> same, oh, reason, God. same reason please, cyclops. Please, please exist, lay this knowledge upon me. What, <laughs> what questions could you have? Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying that, like. One of the many questions I had was, can a planet with two suns? I literally thought about this. I'm like, but can they do this? Can a planet do whatever? Anyway. No, so, the answer is no. Not for long, at least. <laughs> I had, dude, I had long a enough to have a medieval culture. 
No. I, I, I had a question just now and I was just thinking about it and, and it, and it was, oh my God, it was so good. Like it was something so fantastic. Oh, but going back, going back to the motion picture, let's just travel back in time. Oh, here we go. To the motion <laughs> picture. <laughs> did, did, did anybody have a feeling that like HR Geiger, like, like literally production designed the entire movie, even though I know he wasn't part of it. It's just like, I felt like I was watching like HR Geiger just literally throw up all over this movie. And I went, and I, and I was, ha- I was, I was expecting the architect to just show up from like alien and just like show up in his chair. All of a sudden, like she turns a corner in those weird rooms. And all of a sudden there's the architect or the engineers, whatever they're called. Mm, yeah. Mm. I didn't really get that from this. I'll be honest. I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. I I was like, because all the the weird toothy and fingernail things, claws, and it just, I felt like I was watching an H.R. Geiger movie. No, you can I'm go ahead no to you. and suck my ass. Some, some of the art, I, I, I might be able to see it, like for the inside of the dark palace. Or that's what I'm saying. The dark fortress. The dark fortress. Maybe I wasn't talking about there. the movie. I was talking about the dark fortress itself. Maybe, maybe a little bit there. I, I, yeah. I'll give you that. That's fine. No, you know, and, 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 and and for me, the beast looked like a reject from good? Chud. That's. I wish they could have done a little bit better on the on the beast. He looked like a reject from Chud, Goody. Like I thought it was like, well. Oh God, Chud! Yeah, I don't know. I've got. Not, you're right. Have you ever seen you're Chud? Right. You ever seen Chud, Derek? Chud oh. is a great '80s horror flick. It stars oh. Daniel Stern and John Hurd. If you've never heard of John Hurd, he is Kevin McAllister's dad in Home Alone. A young, thin John Hurd and a very young, shaved Daniel Stern. I mean, he's. And the movie is called Chud, and it's about weird monsters that live in the sewer. They're kind of like a, a a protozoic human kind of thing, and they live in the sewer. And what does Chud mean, Goody? It's um, God, it stands for something. It's like uh, I, I can't remember the C. I'm not gonna. I'm not even trying to look it up. It's the C stands for something. It's like some C, and then H U D is like humanoid underground dweller. But I can't remember. Cannibalistic. Oh, cannibalistic. 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 Humanoid cannibalistic. underground dweller. Yes. Dude, we, we had that for some reason. I don't know why. But my mom rented that movie <laughs> and never returned it. And so it was we not had, from Blockbuster. It was like before there was Blockbuster. It was like Randall's. It was like it was for like, Randall's. Yeah. It was Randall's. It was Randall's. Yeah, it was when Randall's, Randall's in Houston. like a little video, rent. the rental video rental section. Yes. Yeah. They had a video rental section. And and, and and you, Derek, you know Randall's. I mean, he was in Houston. Yes. But I know. Randall's had... God. Do you remember the video rental section at Randall's? Yeah, I remember it. I remember. Oh, it. I guess they had it in the nineties. We were already moved to Miami at that point. It was but, like right next to like the magazine and book section. Yes, they also had video games and shit there. But uh, but my mom for some reason rented Chud because my mom, dude, my mom loves horror movies. That's just like her thing. She's always loved horror movies. Horror movies and suspenseful movies is like her, her like it's her that's her steez, dude. She loves. Horror movies. She loves like watching the Sci Fi Channel during the summer and watching those like C rated like horror movies like oh, Sharknado. I, I, they're, well, they're creature features, which at this the point now features. they've owned that yes. whole that whole persona of theirs, and they've taken it and they run with it and they make but those she, movies. Just but for that. she yeah. loves creature features. Like she'll have Sci Fi Channel running all day for creature features. And she was on, a like, big fan of Walking Dead when it was good. She, like, was. she was a really big fan of Walking Dead. Yeah, dude. My mom is. My mom is. My mom is really like undercover, like geek in that sense. But but she had this movie and she never returned it. So, 
She had, she had, yeah, maybe she had this movie and it was like there at the house and she never returned it. And so me and my brother would watch Chud on occasion, very few times. I think I've seen it like five times, but, and we watch it and my mom would watch it cause she loved it. And I was like, why are we watching this movie? <laughs> but, but yeah, he looked like know, a reject man. from Chud, dude. He looked like a reject from Chud. So that's all I'm saying. Jeez. Okay. Anyway. It's like it's like Chud and the creature from the Black Lagoon had a kid. And that was the beast. Dude, how do you come up with these <laughs> ideas? Where, where does this come from? It's because I'm two turvises in. You? <laughs> He's two turvises in. <laughs> I have two turvises in, by the way. That oh, might be God. the episode. Yeah. It's going to be called Two Turvises In. There you go. Uh, <laughs> We're all just a little too far gone. All right. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. So, so okay. Let's, let's have a quick discussion. I have, I, this is what I, I finally got it. Okay. So it came okay. back to me. Okay. Came back to me. Okay. 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 Here's my Joe Pesci moment. Okay. Okay. So if this movie were to be filmed today, okay, let's say they decided to make a remake. God, I hope they would. But let's say they decided to make a remake. Who would star in this movie? Okay. In your first, opinion. My so, question. and I'm, I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying, like, let's just say the top six actors, six characters. So we got. Not everybody, but six <laughs> people. <laughs> okay. All right. Cause there's a lot. No, so no. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and preface this. Okay. So I'm going to say, I'm going to name the names, the, the character name, and then you give me, you give me who you think would be good in this movie. But hold so on. So I'm going to go. Uh, I, I need to, I need to know the budget. Okay. Okay. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Unlimited this budget. Movie, if this movie in 83 with inflation got $125 million budget with inflation, let's say this motion picture gets, it has to, it has to though. It has to get about 200 at least probably, right? I, I would say that if they were trying to make this into the trilogy that it could be, it would, that franchise, it would, it would have to The first to one be. would have to be between two and 250. Yeah, it's gonna have to be up there. I mean, we were talking yeah. about like Marvel so Avengers movie level. I mean, fuck it. Let's just give it two hundred and fifty million dollar budget as a remake of a commercially failure movie, <laughs> which I think they've already done that kind of situation with something with Tron. Tron Legacy was wasn't it? Was, it was basically a commercial it not, failure. Yeah, wasn't it, it was a failure also. Yeah, but it made its money back in Tron Legacy. They made their money back. Yeah, barely. But they made their money back. And they're gonna make another one, so I mean, it's in development. Yeah, they're making a third part. Yeah, which I don't know how it's gonna be connected. They still don't know how it's gonna be connected to the last part because. Well, they they said the 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 idea behind it is that the game comes out into the real world now. Mm-hmm. Us going to it. Yeah, but is Killian Murphy gonna come back as the character as his character, which is the son of the main guy from the first one, the main bad guy from the first one? I hope I so. I don't. I hope so. Yes, they would. I hope so. To. Will Flynn live, as they say? Anyways, but and then what's it called? Isn't Bruce? Did Bruce Boxleitner die? He died, right? The actor. The actor, yeah. No, and he passed away. No, he didn't. Oh, okay, he didn't. Okay, good, good, good. I, I was worried, dude. I never know, dude. He's he's old. I don't know. Oh wow. But either well, way, right, go ahead. <laughs> but okay, so let's go with the first one. Let's go with this, okay? Colwyn. No, he who's your pick? Colwyn. Who's your pick for Colwyn? Actually, no, no. Hold on. Before we do Colin, who would you pick to direct the movie? Hmm. Oh. I would probably can pick I, Peter Jackson. Can I say Tim Burton? Tim Burton. That would be a cool pick. Tim Burton. That would be, I would, that would be a cool pick. I would like that. That's good. I, I mean, say, okay, got, Tim Burton. He's got, he's got, I mean, he's had some really out there shit, but he's also like, 
a Frank Oz type, you know? So, so if you, so, so would it, so let me ask you a question. Would you be okay if it wasn't Tim Burton? Would you say Guillermo del Toro maybe also? I mean, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. Del Toro. He's my pick. That's it. Okay. Signed and sealed. Can I get signed, sealed, delivered? Or is it like, are we being hard on like who's alive? No, no, no. Uh, Yeah. It's being made today. No, no, no. It's made today. Yeah. You can't be dead. Okay. I mean, we can't say, oh, you know what? I think Richard Attenborough would be a fantastic aspect to be directed. No, no, no. I'll, I'll stick with Del Toro. Um, Orson Welles. No, it'd have to be alive, bro. Okay. Del Toro. That's me. Del Toro? Yeah. Is you going to go with Del Toro? Okay, let's me go. Too. Okay, so yeah, Del Toro. All right, so who would play Prince Colwyn? Chris Pratt? Uh, yeah, he's kind of the guy nowadays. And he has the look, actually. He ha- he does have the, the look. Facial, even, the facial, even the structure. And what the red the hair. You were talking about a second ago, uh, Pike, the guy from Star Trek. Christopher Pine? Chris Pine? Pine, yeah, that one. There you go. He's, he's a, a pretty boy. Too. That would be a good one, too. He's a pretty boy. <laughs> I think it would be them. And, and mind you, you could also throw in maybe Tay Sheridan from Ray, Ready Player One. Chris Evans. Oh, dude, Chris Evans. But his his, his uh, it'd, it'd be too much money. I think I think he'd be too much money for it. But that would be dope. That would be dope. Chris Evans. Okay, I think he beat you there, Derek. Chris Evans, though. I mean, because he would give that kind of like you know that kind of a he 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 would be good with the comedy, which would be Chris Pratt. So it would be a tie, I think, between Chris Pratt and Chris Evans. But that's a good point. Those are good. Those are two good. Those are two good choices. Okay, so as Lissa, who would be Lissa? Wait, that's the that's, that's the, girl. The, the, princess. Girl. the princess, the princess, okay. the princess, bro, the other the girl the other in the movie. I wasn't, yes. I wasn't sure if you're talking about the widow or not. Jeez. The damsel, no, the damsel. Okay, um, no, the widow is literally called the widow. So yes, it's up on so, that. And her name was Lissa, so he got confused. I mean, no, like, I'll give him that. Okay. I'll give him that. Whatever. I don't know who would I want. I, I would say I would say probably to give it more of like an international flair. I would probably say Ana de Armas, the girl from Knives Out, the Cuban girl. Hmm. Yeah. I think she would play it play it well. And she has the eyes, actually. Actually, she does. I'm thinking people that have like similarity, like like she has the eyes, the kind of facial structure that uh, that the original actress had. Actually, have you guys seen? Speaking of her, have you seen the new trailer that just dropped today of No Time to Die, the new 007 movie? No. Holy shit, she is fantastic in that trailer she is a boss i i would not fuck with that lady that girl dude she is insane in that movie but moving on watch the, watch the trailer. the trailer i need to see that i've been it's, it's amazing like like the first trailer for no time to die was great it was great this trailer totally is like oh that's 007 to a t bro it's amazing it's amazing you can't but anyways I, they'll I, I, that's my choice my choice is her i don't know what you guys pick um I don't know. It's hard for me because I keep thinking, like I vision the princess from the movie and I just keep thinking Merida from Brave, the Disney Pixar film. <laughs> um, <laughs> like this, Derek, I'm, I gotta tell you, Derek, those movies are not real. Yeah. <laughs> as much as you want the Disney multiverse or the hey, DMV, I, as we coined it, to I exist. Understand. But that's the only, that's the only <laughs> character I can think of that's got that big fluffy red curly hair well they can be well, reimagined they can be changed yeah dude it doesn't like. have to be curly hair dude oh shit i don't know whatever you said 
<laughs> okay, Anna de Armas. Let's go with Anna de Armas. What do you think? Pick one. No, Anna de Armas. That's it. She's it. She's I it. think she works. Face, the, I the, think she works. The structure, of her bone structure of her face works. But what about Portman? Why not? Just throw her in there. No. No. <laughs> no. <doesn't work>. no. <laughs> not gonna happen. That doesn't work. She's, no, because I, uh, Scarlett she's, Johansson. Hmm. Emma Stone. No, maybe I, I don't know. Ooh, Emma Stone might work. Characters. Or Jessica Chastain. Ooh, that's a good one. I've seen actually a bunch of stuff with her in, in with with her here in the movie. We just we just showed the help to the girls. Well, like, Jessica, Jessica just Chastain, thought. I've seen a bunch of movies of hers lately. We've been on this kick over she's here, and awesome. I'm like, she's great, and she has a range, man. She really I haven't does. seen that movie that just came out, that Ava movie. I haven't oh, seen I, that I, one We just yet. did. It's fun. How is that? It's fun. It's fun? Man, it's yeah. fun. What was it about? Um, John Malkovich, Colin Farrell. It's it's good. Well, she basically she plays an assassin um, that works for a company, um, and she just has the – basically, it's one of those things where – Works for a company, and uh, during one of the, she, they decide that she's become a liability for different reasons. Which you should watch the movie because they're they're pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and so uh, she needs to be eliminated. But well, because of well, the, the, what really sets it up is that she, during a job, does something she's not supposed to do, uh, which is basically talk to the client. Classic, classic spy thriller. Well, talk to the client before she kills him. Yeah. She wants to know. She wants to make sure that this person is a bad person. Right. And she tries to get to, and she wants to know why she has to, about why that, you know, they have to be killed, what they did. And, um, and that's something that was like a, you get, you get a sense of it in the early, later in the movie that was a problem. Like the company is like what they call it management is like management doesn't like that. And so during this one, where she didn't botch it, but she, you know, she goes through with it, but management is like what she did. And so she has to take some time off. And so she goes back to her hometown of Boston. Uh, visit with family and all that where she has been she's been like gone for like seven years and hasn't seen anyone or heard from no one's heard from her and then while she's away basically management's like uh she's becoming a liability we need to get rid of her we need to burn her so that she gets burned basically well essentially yeah and then and then and then hilarity ensues <laughs> okay all right well either way that's a good choice that's a good choice Anna de Armas or Jessica Chastain those are good choices now for old man of the mountain who would you pick as the old man is that his inner wiener? Wiener, inner, inner, inner. Yeah, inner, inner. I think his name is Inner. Wiener. I think it's. I think his name is I say yeah, we. I say we uh, make this thing full circle and bring in Liam Neeson. It's a good choice. I, I know choice. it is. It's a good choice. I was thinking Patrick Stewart, uh, possibly, but he uses a lot of stuff. I yeah, know. I know. I don't know. I was thinking more like maybe Jeremy Irons, possibly. Mm. Kind no, of he morally, seems too aristocratic to me. But it would be he brings kind of like a morally ambiguous kind of side to the character. You know what I mean? I guess mm. you never know where he's coming. He's too from. refined. He's too refined. I think it's very true. It's very true. I mean, you could throw that maybe, maybe, maybe pull Gene Hackman out of retirement. Or uh, Gary Oldman. Oh, that would be dope. Because that guy is like a chameleon. He can be anything. I've seen that guy can do so many different he, things. Who, who can he play, Goody? Who can he play? Who who can he play? Everyone! Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> there are going to be people that are listening to this with their, with their AirPods or something, <laughs> and they're going to flip out. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we're sorry. That, that, I know but I'm this, sorry. Okay, this is going to kill the mood about that, but does everybody guess? Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what, right, what I'm referencing there? No. A professional? Booty. Yes! Yeah, man. Yes! Yeah, dude! Uh, see, Derek didn't know because Derek, Derek, Derek is learning. He's being educated as we go along. Anyway, right. so Derek, who's your, pick for, who's your pick who's, for Wiener? Who's your pick for Wiener? <laughs> Sir Michael Gambon. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's really good. That's a good one. That's a really yeah, good one, that's, too. That's uh, that's who I would go with. That's a really good one. Only because, um, you know, some of the other people that I would pick were dead now. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All that's right. It. All right. That's it. So, no, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I want to do one more pick. I want to do one more pick. Because, in my opinion, the Beast is going to be played by Doug Jones because he does everything. So I say just keep it with Doug Jones. Um, but as far as who would be the character of the widow? Oh, okay. I'm oh thinking, my God. I'm trying to remember her name. Cause I know. What, what is she in? What is she in? And you just tell me and I'll tell you. Um, I'm with that Professor McGonagall. Oh, Maggie Smith. I don't know. You said you'd know. Yeah. Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. Yep, that's she her. might not be that bad, or Helen Mirren. Okay, here's the thing, and I don't remember my memory. If it's, I remember when the widow, the actress, did not quote unquote look as old as Weiner did. Um, I don't know. Well, is that- no, she wasn't in real life, but she had makeup on in the movie. Okay, I know. And then I know. they sh- then they but showed her her, her young her old the old woman that she was supposed to be portraying definitely looked way older than the old man than Weiner. But then when she <laughs> when she wasn't when she was young version of her, I, can't, I say I, can't. I think I think who was good because you said you know what I I I rescind my previous thought. Uh, Liam Neeson should be Torquil because that's the full circle that we want. Yes. <laughs> random, random dead bandit from before is actually now the leader of the bandits and all that stuff. He should be Torquil. Michael Gambon, yes, he should be, uh, Wiener. And <laughs> I think oh because we can get a younger actress to play and do the makeup thing on her, right? But for some reason, Carla Gugino. She was in oh. Sin City. She's in Haunting of Hill House. I just, I, I just saw her in Night of the Museum. She is so smoking hot. In Sin City, she's amazing in Sin City. In everything. She's really, really, she's a, she's a great actress. Uh, she I think she's great she had, in Spin City. She's she, great in Spin City. I won't, don't recall that. The point is she's a great actress. She has the look. She has that smoky look about her for some reason that works as the widow of the woman, the crystal spider. And maybe they can kind of reimagine it differently now in this remake that we're creating. But yeah. Carlo Gugino. That works. That's my dude. pick. Yeah. That's my pick. That works. That works dude, on think, so many it. levels. That's it. I think that's it. Okay. That's all that's all we have to do. We're good. We're good with that, dude. I'm good with that. I'm not gonna go any farther. We're not gonna go, oh, who's Ergo and who's no no. Those are the main people in my opinion. So I think we're good on that front. So so all in all, okay, so let's go to ratings, guys. You already know my ratings. I'm gonna get I'm not gonna deny the How movie many is- spinning glaives <laughs> of beastly doom are you giving this? I am giving this movie and I'm and I'm I don't care what you guys think. Like I said, if you can fight me on this all you want. This motion picture, in my opinion, gets seven and a half glaives. That is a lot harsher than I was expecting, dude. Yeah. It's seven and a half I'm because proud. I mean I'm I'm I mean Look, 
I know what this movie. I'm like, I love this movie. I mean, in my heart, it's a ten. I always love this movie because it's it's my in favorite your heart, movie. It's a ten. In, in my heart, it's a 10 because it's my favorite movie. But yes, when you want to be realistic about it, I mean, I mean, Where the Rotten Tomatoes. The, Where do we put the, <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes of this movie is like 35%. I get it. It's not a fantastic movie, but in my opinion, because I've loved it so much and I still love it, I don't care what anybody says. It's my, my favorite. Goody, I've always told Goody since we were kids, this is my favorite movie. It's my number one movie. I've always loved this motion picture. Ride or die, I will live on and have this movie as my top. Like, fuck Citizen Kane. <laughs> fuck 2001. Oh Whoa. <laughs> you know, Dude. I don't give a shit about You're those. You're making those. some serious enemies here. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you can fight me out all you want. This motion picture is my favorite. It's my top. I love it. It's it, it brings every time I watch it, dude. It's like I feel warm inside. I feel like a six year old kid. I don't understand how you're giving this a seven and a half. Because I understand that. I understand. Nah, man. The, <laughs> give us your true rating, bro. No, uh, no, no, no. Let what the is heart it? And mind. You want to give a true rating? My, my, rating my true rating is a nine. On this, give it nine. Picture. Give it nine. Give it nine. I bro. will give it a nine for that. But if you, I mean, if you want me to be like, you know, reasonable. No, no, no. Bro. Okay, then you fuck you. Here. I'm gonna give it a nine. You know what? Fuck it. Nine. Nine spinning nine glaives, glaives of beastly doom. Nine spinning glaives of beastly doom, or I spin it around and, and impale it in your chest. Oh my god. Delicious. <laughs> Wait, I can't remember now. I can't believe I can't remember. Did he get it back? No, he didn't get it back. Oh fuck. That would have been awesome. <laughs> he could it would it, it wouldn't come out of his chest. No, man, he should have gotten it back. And in fact, when it was when he was pulling it out, it actually went deeper. <laughs> Wow, that, that glaive is like, no, no, I'm going to kill this bitch. I'm going to kill this monster. When he threw it, <laughs> and he like reaches for it, and the glaive like kind of tugs like, oh, let me go, Mr. Beast. I'm going to go back to my owner. Like, no, but I love the taste of your heart. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like <laughs> and, and the kid who's just like holding his hand out, not doing anything. He's just holding his hand out, and they freeze on him for like a solid 30 seconds of him just holding his hand out. <laughs> So I feel like, Derek, you have some real commentary on the cinematography of this film and the choices they made, some of their shots. <laughs> the decisions – the, the decisions. apparently Derek didn't like the decisions they went during production. Okay. But please, okay. move forward. Uh, is it my turn to give a rating? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. I, I get that this is definitely a nostalgia flick. Stop right? the disclaimer. Go for it. <laughs> go for the heart. <laughs> Go for it, dude. I don't. I, 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 won't, I won't. I won't hate you as much. I. I just. I, there's so so much went wrong, and no one stopped the boat. Um, I'm gonna say that this movie is a uh, God six point five. I'll give you that, dude. Hey, bro. I. You know what? You know what, Derek. Even though you're an asshole, I still love you. <laughs> you know. You know what? And you. You know what? I think we all can. The takeaway is it's still better than in the army now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, you're you're still right. It's still still right. (laughs) And no matter how many decisions were made that were just absolutely horrible in this motion picture, it's still better than in the army now. (laughs) Still better than in the army now. Oh, okay. Yeah, six point five. That's where I'm at. Goody, where are you at? Goody, where are you at? Oh, okay. All right. So I won't be – this is not Thundercats effect here. Uh, so this is my, this was not a terrible movie. But anyway, yeah, uh, too many questions 
And as a, and I've, now that I've grown up, I've become such a deep lore guy. And so when you leave questions open to me, I'm like, oh, but I, I want to know more and I hate that feeling. So I'm going to give this actually seven spinning glaives of beastly doom. Um, right. yeah, that's Impaled where I'm at. in the beast's heart. Okay. So yeah, dude, look, it's, you got a six, you had 6.5, dude, or six, what's it 6.5. 6.5, 6. 5, 6. 5, a seven and a nine. I'm good with that. That's a solid, what, like eight? Uh, I'm not good with maths. I don't know. Seven, <laughs> seven, seven point six or something. Seven point seven. So we got nine plus seven. Oh god! Here's the math. Here, plus getting 6. out the 5 fucking calculator divided by three. Oh god! That's a solid seven and a half. I'm good with that. What did I say? What did I say? I you said, said eight. I didn't round it up, bitch. He so said seven point six. Actually, yeah, yeah. I was, so was almost, pretty good. No, you, you right, know, cut all of this out. Let's move on. <laughs> I'll fix it in post. I'll fix it in post. All right, so. Now that we've gone through the motion picture, the classic motion picture crawl, as I said from the beginning, um, now we're going to go and move on to our top shelf. So what was your top shelf, guys? Well, uh, I'm starting. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, go ahead. All right, here we go. So uh, I'm back into the video game kick. Uh, so my top shelf, uh, this has been kind of the summer of Assassin's Creed for me, me making my treks through them all. Uh, and so currently what has my... Huh? And Yakuza. Yes. But no, Yakuza taking a back burner for, you know, personal reasons. But, um, which sounds really ominous, but it's not. But anyway. Um, <laughs> what happened? What happened, Goody? No, no, no. So having gone back to... Nerve Vendetta? The nightmares got real bad. Anyway, uh, so got through Black Flag, got through... Jenny was like, I don't Unity. want you talking Japanese anymore, Goody. Stop playing the game. <laughs> exactly. Got through Unity... Uh, got through Syndicate, and now I am making my way through uh, Origins right now. I think I'm trying to get through this one in Odyssey, so that eventually I can like get to Valhalla, whenever that's. I mean, we'll see. But yeah, and I'm liking Origins. Um, but still, right now, Syndicate's been my favorite one. But yeah, that's been my top shelf now. Um, oh, FYI, you'll never make it through Odyssey to get to Valhalla, dude. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I'm, I know there's gonna be a point where I'm gonna be like, no, f the side quest. Time to finish the story because I gotta get through yeah, the story, dude. It honestly just so much. But um, Origins is pretty big too, though. And uh, and also just as general category is, I've also really gotten into a bunch of the indie games I bought for the Switch that I never really played uh, too much of, and so it's I've been splitting my time. Uh, Origins, Assassin's Creed Origins on my PS4, and just various. Indie titles on my Switch, which is pretty much what I got that system for, and I love it. So, yeah. Do you you still thinking that you're going to lean towards a PlayStation over the new Xbox, or you? Oh, completely, totally, yeah. Because uh, I'm not the Xbox exclusives, which are really not Xbox exclusive. They're Xbox and like PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to have a PC to run the new games. I'm not going to get that, and nothing that Xbox is doing, or rather Microsoft is doing so far. Has uh, is blowing my skirt up enough to make me want to invest for it. Invest in, Honestly, a, in a new console or new Xbox. I'll just stick with PlayStation, especially because if it's PlayStation Five, it is backwards compatible PS Four. Even though they just said Ubisoft just said that it's not going to be backwards compatible PS One, Two, or Three, apparently. But but only some games in PS Four. Well, they're saying the vast majority, and it's going to be not some. It's going to be the vast majority. They, they've claimed. We don't know, but they've claimed that the vast majority of PS4 games are going to be playable on the PS5. Then I'm sticking with PS5 because I got to get through my backlog. So yeah, 
That's and, how and, I'm and at. I'll be honest with you. Okay, I, I don't know about Goody, but as far as as far as me personally, dude, I mean, I just, I mean, I've never been a big Xbox fan. Honestly, the the way the games are and the gameplay, and it's just it's not comfortable for me on on the, the as far as the gameplay is concerned. And I just kind of prefer PlayStation and Nintendo. I mean, it's just it's just, I mean, Nintendo has really turned into, especially with the Switch, the way the Switch is set up. They've done a really good job bringing out indie games when they, they didn't do it before with the Wii and the Wii U, and they've they, really gone they, hard they, they with really, like third party developers. You know where it's just insane how much third party development games are are coming through on the Wii U. They've innovated so much on that console. They, I mean the con the idea of me just like literally sharing a game console is so new because it never survived with the uh, what was it the Switch U that was kind of like that. The Wii U. Wii. Wii U. Yeah, and oh, it was just... It, it, Wii Wii. The, Wii U, the Wii U was like was much more like... It was much clunkier than the Switch. But even still, I mean, the Switch right now is just... It's so fantastic. It's just... I mean, so for... I think really right now, the top consoles right now are... And whatever you guys... Whoever wants to like, fight me on it is... It, top consoles, in my opinion, are PS5, PS4, PlayStation, and the Switch. I mean, because it's just... It's fantastic. Yeah, and again, again, it goes back to for me the exclusives. Um, what I can get on PlayStation is just has always interested interested me more overall than the exclusives that Xbox had. So that's yeah, just how it was. I yeah, agree. Exactly, I agree. Cool. So what's what's your uh, what's right. yours, dude? Oh, mine. Um, so I couldn't remember. Has anybody uh, has anybody? done the star wars uh clone wars series yet is that anybody's top i did i did no 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 one's done it no one's done it dude dude all right go bro so yeah i'm gonna do star wars clone wars um i finally finished it so i can say i've seen all that what like six seven seasons something like that seven Um, seven and man that's a good show i've been working away chipping away at that series for so long i I'm a very avid Star Wars fan, and the amount of lore that I didn't know uh, was canon It just kind of through the roof. I didn't realize how much I didn't know about Star Wars just from watching that series, which is why I immediately have gone into Star Wars Rebels, but I'm not through it yet. We'll see how good it actually pans out to be. Oh, dude, that, that pans out real well. But... Uh, yeah, Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars. Um, gosh, really good series. Some very, very deep scenes in there. My top shelf. Yeah, dude. My, my the, the the scenes that you know that really like are like incredible, and they really, really, really pan out, and they really have an effect on the entire universe as far as Star Wars in general. Is the scene with the father, the daughter, with with Anakin. There's a lot of theories that there's a scene where Anakin is kind of like in this like force on this force planet, and he's 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 like dealing with uh, I forgot the name of the episode, but there's a lot of people on Reddit, of course, have an idea that essentially like Dave Filoni's kind of like Star Wars universe in his mind, the way he presents it, most of it deals with what Anakin was dealing with. During that, those specific, that specific episode or episodes, I don't know if it's one or two episodes. Right. Where, where it's kind of like, 
they like they're they're you know, and that's where people are talking about how they're going to retcon the last trilogy or whatever is yeah. from that series, from that from that specific episode, and how like Anakin made the choice, and that's how he became Darth. He became Darth Vader because he made the choice in that episode to not stay with the father but to go with the son kind of thing. It was a weird kind of thing. I, I honestly, that was one of the episodes that I've never really fully understood. And I think I need to go back and watch it. But I mean, this, that, I mean, that series, you're right, dude, that series is so deep. There's so much information in it. Well, there's just, I mean, it, it kind of, it struck a lot. Did you do it chronologically? Right? Did you do it chronologically? Like uh, I told you? Yeah. Yeah. So not the release series uh, sequence, but the storytelling sequence. Yes. Um, and it made a lot more. It made a lot of sense, right? Yeah, it made a lot better sense. You can kind of track the um, uh, the characters as they progress, or they mature, or they you know gain you know different abilities or their new tools or whatever. Um, it also, I mean, in the same way that I really enjoyed shows like uh, Deep Space Nine, right? Star Trek. Yes. Um, it dealt really heavily with a lot of like uh, political issues that you know real life society is going through right and it dealt it dealt with the issues like that you it, it was funny because you had that show and it dealt with the issues the right way whereas then you had you know in the ep- in, in the in the prequels it just it, it was not you know it didn't deal with it in the same way i don't I, I could never understood how you could deal with political intrigue political issues yeah. On the middle, on a kids series, and it could come through as well as it did. And then in the prequels, we're talking about tariffs. Yeah. And blockades and embargoes. Yeah. And it just, it didn't come through as, as, um, what's it called? As, you know, it didn't as hit intriguing. Home. Yeah. It didn't hit home because they weren't, there wasn't any like power beyond it. Right. It was exactly. just, it was just this moment. And, thing and that- I understand that it's a TV show. You can flesh out a lot more. I yeah. get that. But I mean, it, it was such a key point as far as the prequels was concerned, this whole thing with the droids and the, and the, the guild and all that kind of jazz that why wasn't that fleshed out enough in a motion picture where well, you had three motion pictures wasn't fleshed out enough, but in a series of cartoons for a kids' show, basically, because yeah. this was a kids' show, it was fleshed out so much better than it was in nine yeah. hours, well, basically. And, and I, I guess my fear is that you know when you when you talk about like a a sci-fi series like Star Trek or Star Wars, there's there's um there's really so far you can take it, right? Is the, the possibilities are endless, right? You could say that this thing from this place has this origin and that's how these people came up. You can just, your, your story telling capabilities are just endless, right? Cause it's such a vast universe and Jedi have always been such a, um, like a mysterious and intriguing thing. We always wanted to know more and more and more about Jedi, but they, in, in, the original trilogy and the prequel and then the sequel series, they don't really ever go too in depth about what it means to be a Jedi, all the training that you have and the kind of samurai like um, ethos that they have around them. And they always kind of dangle it in front of you, but you don't get much, you don't get much substance. You just want to know more about these, this character, this type of people or whatever. And the clone wars without overdoing it, really gives you 
a clear, deeper understanding of all the, it kind of feeds that hunger that we've had of how much more can we learn about the Jedi and, you know, what they go through, what their training is, what their focuses are, their morals, all these different things. And it's funny that you bring up, it's, it's, it's funny you bring up the Clone Wars is because they just announced this week that, so Marvel owns IDW Publishing. Okay. It's another comic book organization. It's, it's, it's a comic book, uh, publishing company. So Marvel or Disney owns IDW. And, um, IDW is also the guys who have like, uh, they have, uh, the Ninja Turtles as far as the publishing and everything like that. Um, so IDW, uh, is going to be releasing a series of comics called Star Wars High Republic. It's taking place 200 years in the past. So 200 years before the prequels. So you're going to see a 700 year old Yoda. And they've already released some of the concept art for the comic book. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, 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 it's, it's a, it's a Yoda standing straight up. He's not hunched over. He's still got a cane, but he's standing erect. Like he's, he's standing straight up and he looks younger. He's still old. He's like, he a, and, 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 but like, I guess for whatever his species is, he's like what maybe a slightly older Qui-Gon Jinn would be equivalent yes. to this type thing. Exactly. Like, like he's an older yeah. guy, but he's not, you know, he's like someone that'd be in their fifties, maybe, or their late forties, early fifties. Yeah. 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 Er- earlier, more prime. Um, yeah. He'd be, he'd be considered quote unquote middle aged in regards to his species. And so this is so, yeah. a comic series or a TV show? It's a comic series called Star Wars High Republic. Well, and, and, and there's been a lot of, and I remember reading about this a couple months ago when they were talking about it. Um, also that it's going to go like, it, this could be the new direction they're going to take Star Wars for a little while yeah. in other media, like maybe games or car, or animated series or even possible movies. Like Disney to give, Plus. To give a kind of like, rests to the whole Skywalker thing. Let's take things back to when it's the High Republic. So like with before the Jedi were like a fallen, maybe quote unquote corrupted organization or complacent, I don't want to say corrupted, but complacent organization. Uh and in planets, and they're even kind of even said it's gonna be it might have like a almost like a Wild West feel where they're gonna be like like uh the Jedi, at least the Jedi they're gonna be talking about are gonna be like Jedi and like backwater planets, which is gonna be like they're like federal marshal types. You know, or sheriffs. Okay. Like okay. give them that kind of a feel like to a them. Magnificent Seven kind of thing too. Like, like Texas Ranger type, type yeah. characters is what they are. Like they're kind of like uh, trying to, doors? like, like, well, like maintain order in a kind of like lawless areas or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be cool. I think, I think, I think they're going to get back. To, and honestly, look, I love the movies. Don't get me wrong. I think the movies are great, but I think that Star Wars, just like Star Trek, is a, I, I think their, their, their prime format is going to be television. Cause you can do so much more on TV than you can with, you know, the movies. I think you can do a lot more and flesh out stories. Like, you know, cause we have all these stuff coming out now on Disney plus. You have the second season of Mandalorian. You have, which, which I love the Mandalorian. I'm so pumped for that. You know, you know, in case of, I mean, for in fact, you know, cause I love the aspect that, we now have a kind of updated version of Lone Wolf and Cub because that's basically what the Mandalorian is. It's the Lone Wolf and Cub yeah, yeah, exactly. storyline. Um, but 
you know, we have the Mandalorian, we have the Kenobi series that's going to start filming this year. You have, uh, the Cassian Andor, which is the character from, uh, from, uh, Rogue One. Uh, you have, um, what else? They, they, they have the, they have plans. I mean, who's to say they don't have an Ahsoka Tano series when she comes out in Mandalorian? Dude, that would you know? be so legit. I mean, there's, there's so much happening. The you know, people. and they've already talked about the possibility of having a Knights of the Old Republic possible TV show. I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, and and then in Kenobi, there's rumors that Hayden Christensen's gonna show up because there's a the the way they're thinking of Kenobi is gonna be more of an anthology series where the, it'll be through different times timelines, and it might you might see scenes that were shown in the Clone Wars cartoon. You're gonna see them on the series with the characters. I mean, so, I mean, it's, I just think that TV, I think Star Wars, just like Star, in my opinion, Star Trek is better, is, 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 is going to be, the better format for that is going to be television because you can flesh out a story even further than you would in the movie theaters. Because if it's going to theaters, in Star Wars, it's always going to have to be a trilogy. No bare bones about it. I well, think the been, next series is going to be a, like Rogue a trilogy. One, Rogue One. I mean, it didn't really. It wasn't a trilogy, but it was part of the trilogy. Like it's part of that lore. Yeah. So the, if if they're gonna do a, a one shot, it has to fit within that lore, and that's the thing. They're gonna have to start. They're supposed to the if they're they're gonna have to. Where, where are they gonna fit? You know, are they gonna do some thing happens in the background with some other people again? I mean, they they have to kind of move past the Skywalker saga and move to something else. I think. Yeah. Okay, well, that but was my way. pick. Um, okay, so for me, <laughs> for me, yeah. my pick, my pick this week actually is um, I watched. Okay, I have two. I really want to talk about this other one, but I have two. So one is the documentary uh, High Score on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good, dude? It's really good. It's six episodes of video game amazingness. Okay, it starts with. You know, with like, you know, the beginnings of the story of, of video games in the early seventies with like right, guys right. In, at, at MIT, and it ends with fighting games. It ends with fucking like Doom. <laughs> so oh, wow. it's, it's amazing. So I mean, and I can't wait for the. Hopefully, I do a next next the next section. You know, but it, 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 it it's really good. It's six episodes of fucking greatness i mean it's so good it's very compelling stuff and it's all narrated by the guy who does mario's voice which is amazing i just in my head i keep hearing it's me mario you know what i mean i'm so, sure they're not gonna actually do that no no but they do talk about mario i mean they talk about shigeru miyamoto which is the guy who you know who created mario uh legend of zelda uh i mean there's some funny things when it comes to nintendo's portion of it there are some really funny parts like like, I'm going to do a lot, but there's one thing they talk about is, uh, so Nintendo got sued by Universal Studios over Donkey Kong because they said it was their IP. So they got sued for Donkey Kong because of King Kong. But the guy, <laughs> the guy who was their lawyer, his name was Larry Kirby. That was his name. And he went to Japan and he noticed that Kong was like, Japan's kind of word for big gorilla. So because in the Japanese culture, Kong is considered a big gorilla because there's, there was all these bars and stores and food and 
all these different things that had Kong in it, like Kong burgers or hot dog Kong or, or bar Kong bar or whatever, you know, karaoke right, right. Kong. Because of that, that showed the judge in this lawsuit that it's part of their culture. So Donkey Kong just means it's a big gorilla whose first name is Donkey and they just called him Kong because he's a big gorilla based on the Japanese culture. And that was it. They threw it out. They threw out the suit and they didn't, they didn't, they, you know, so, you know, and that was just one of those things that just kind of brought Nintendo along. And so for that reason, <laughs> they created the character of Kirby, a bald pink dude who ate everything. And the guy, Larry Kirby, the lawyer, he's bald. <laughs> he's, he's, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so they based Kirby on their lawyer. So it's great. It's a great series. Watch it. Now, my second thing, and this I think we're going to talk about a little bit, is the show on HBO called Lovecraft Country. Oh, man. Oh, I have not watched that. So I really, I, I, okay. I want to, I really should, considering how much I love like Cthulhu Dude. mythos type stuff. Dude. But I haven't even. No, it I is so amazing. Once again, HBO is teaching white people a lot of shit. But okay, so so hold on. It is okay, okay, okay. So the show itself is amazingly done. There are scenes in this movie that are so amazing. They're honestly, well, I can't really say. I'm not. I can watch horror movies all day long, so it didn't like freak me out. But there is some creepiness factor in this in the show. Some of the episodes, the the creepy is high. The creep is high. But the scenes and the aspect of it being dealing with like Jim Crow and racism, because not only does it deal with Jim Crow, but it deals with also the racism in the North. Because there was plenty of racism in the North. It wasn't like it was perfect right. north of the Mason-Dixon line. Right. I mean, we're not saying in any way, shape, or form that if whatever you were experiencing in Mississippi was as different as it was in Chicago. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like crazy in your face, although probably it was. But like in Chicago, it was just as racist as it would be in Biloxi, Mississippi. My goodness. I mean, there was... You know what I mean? I I, I got you. I just... <sighs> watch it, dude. It's so okay, good. But I watched it. I watched it. And... You watched... Which one did you watch? The first one? I watched all three episodes. Oh! <laughs> okay, so... It... The... The... First episode, they set Don't the go into spoilers. Don't do spoilers. And it's... It's... It paints this, you know, picture of just colored people being oppressed and isolated and dogged on in every way, form or fashion. And then this kid might be able to, I don't know, be magical or something. I don't know. What's the thing? We have to see the rest of the show, dude. We got to see what's up because I, I was mean, on they're, board it's... for the first two episodes. But oh, how can you not one... be on board after the third one? Dude, well, the third on. one was more was more about the girl. It was more about Leslie. It was an Exorcist remake, dude. But that's the thing, dude. It's Lovecraft country. You're dealing with horror and with Lovecraft type of 
you know, things. Of course, there's going to be ghosts and exorcisms and seances and, 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 and voodoo and all that kind of jazz. I mean, what they're doing is that they're using some of this Lovecraft, like in the first episodes, you dealt with a lot of what Lovecraft was doing, right, which was right. metaphysical, interdimensional kind of things. Right. But what they're doing is saying, okay, I understand that's Lovecraft, but Lovecraft is horror and this is horror also. And they're, they're spinning it in the way where they're showing the racism aspect of it. Like the first episode, I had never, ever heard of sundown towns ever, oh, ever. Yeah. Um, I had never heard of a sundown town. I did not even know that existed. I, I, I hadn't ever like heard it in real life. Right. It was just like, it was I like, like it was like when, when you watched had it mentioned. It was like when you watched Watchmen, like if you, have you seen the Watchmen? The first the, the HBO series. Did you know oh, about the no, Tulsa riot HBO series? I, I saw the movie. Okay, so in the HBO series, The Watchmen, they start the series off in the famous race riot in Tulsa, in Black Wall Street. And if you've never heard of it, dude, didn't, which I had already heard a about lot it. Awards for that scene, didn't they? Yeah, it? It, it, it got nominated a lot for Emmys. It had a lot of Emmys it was nominated for. But if you had not seen or heard of the Black Wall Street riots you would have been like, what the hell? Is this for real? And it was for real. Granted, the the show, you know, put it out a little bit farther, was a little bit more fantastical, but it happened. There was a huge race riot because Tulsa at that point had the largest congregation of black wealth in the United States. So in the 20s, there was a race riot and people were killed and it was called the black, because it was called Black Wall Street. Tulsa was called Black Wall Street at that point. And so it's just one of those things where HBO is showing stuff in a genre fashion and it's just, it's blowing my mind, dude. Like this last episode, like told, I can't wait for the fourth one. I just, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I, for the fourth I, I hope that they have some redeeming qualities in the fourth episode. You know what, dude? You're an asshole, and I hate you for it. <laughs> the no, first no, it's two cool, dude. It's are fantastic. It's good, but, you, but you don't, you don't. Yeah, I, you're not a horror guy, so I guess you know I <laughs> come from the territory. <laughs> I thought you were shitting your pants with the with the with the the, the scene in the forest, but that yeah, the been. the scene in the forest wasn't particularly fun. But that third episode <laughs> altogether was not for me at all. Oh, I know it wasn't fun for so you. Your, your, your problem, the third episode, was because of scary, because it seemed kind of cliched. Uh, or it both. was scaried. Okay. <laughs> He's, All right. Yeah, good. It was the, the third episode. The creepiness factor was, was on point. It now was let me ask, high. Let me ask you as a, as a Lovecraft fan myself, um, does it give off that sense that he was also known like the creeping horror dread kind of thing going on? Or is it more in your face? The first two episodes do, do have a lot of creepiness dread. The second, the third episode is more, creepy that there's it's not dread per se but like just just ominous tones and like well I, cause, cause that's what lovecraft that no one was notices in the background and well because that's what that's what kind of like what well, that's what i mean that's why i asked because like lovecraft was kind of known for that where it was always the horror was always lurking just outside your field of vision but you felt it that yes. kind of thing like yeah, a dread actually, no, yeah. or ominous. That's, in, like that's in all three episodes. That's in all three episodes. And cool because it's like he was cool not in his writing big into like like full frontal kind of horrific scenes. It was always more like like a dread that was like a, an air, a cloud, an ominous sort of tone to everything. And like the you know the horrible elder gods were there, 
but they were kind of like always just outside of where you could sense them, but you couldn't quite reach no, them. I think, I think, it's, I think it's more in your face than that on these, at least in that episode. The first two, the first two is a lot more of the metaphysical. Yeah. The last one is more like, like, you know, it's got the ghost vibe to it. It's, it's, it's a cool, it's, I, I don't, I don't care, but the, but the show is fantastic. I suggest you sit and watch it. It's, well, maybe it. the third one's because the elder gods are not finally breaking through. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Cause the thing is, is that you, the, the show is eight to 10 episodes, I believe. I think it's at least eight episodes. And they, they're having, it, it's seeming almost kind of like a, like each episode is kind of like self-contained, but it's part of a, a, a larger narrative almost. So, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. I got to see how it plays out. But as of right now, I mean, in my opinion, it's playing out fantastic. I, I, so much so that Michelle doesn't even like horror flicks. She's just like you, Derek. She will not sit and watch. And I showed her the first episode. She's like, do we have the rest of them? I go, yeah, we got two more. She's like, let's play them. Well, well, I mean, that was the thing is like the first episode was such a good setup. The second episode was really following through. Like we've got this, you know, big bad guy. We've got the good guys over here and that they're trying to have to overcome and blah, 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 blah. And then it ended. And the third episode was about another thing unrelated to the first two episodes. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily, and I, I don't want to go into it, but I mean, not necessarily. It's connected. It's connected. It's connected. Uh, we'll see. You got to watch we'll it. See. If it watch, read read about it again, dude, and then you'd be like, oh, that's how it's connected. It's connected. They're connected. They're now. It's connected in the sense that something undercover is something that's happening in the background, but they mention it how it's connected. So. Everything is so far, so far has been connected to the whole aspect of what you saw in the first two episodes it, in regards to. Is it? Connected? No, no, no. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> is it? Connected? Woody hasn't seen it yet. All right. Uh, so cool. Are we on to the next movie? Let's go, dude. What, what are we doing, Derek? Derek, what are we watching All right. for episode 12? One deuce. I wanted to make sure that I didn't shit the bed this time. So, um, we, I think we'll be good if I go with The Last Starfighter. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, the, I say, I say, I say, the first, the first words that we're going to say is DB, buddy. Death Blossom. What? I, okay. I, okay. So I haven't seen The Last Starfighter. I'm going to laugh like, I'm going to laugh like the co-pilot. <laughs> I, I am anxious to see this. Whatever. I have not seen it. I've always wanted to take the time to see it. And now I've got to. Yeah, dude. To do it. It's worth it. It's worth it, bro. It's worth it. Goody, are you excited? Um, I'm excited. This is like, as well, as obviously me that loves video games and I've always loved video games his entire life. This movie was like a video game kid's dream. This would happen. <laughs> yes. You haven't yes. seen it yet, Derek. So you'll know what I'm, pretty quick. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I feel like this is really hitting home with you right now, man. <laughs> oh, my heart rate went up. My heart rate went up. <laughs> oh, dude, it's oh, it's, man. Oh, it's uh, once again we're 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 going into realm of eighties cheese, brother. It's all good, baby. It's but all cheese good. Is delicious. <laughs> yes, it is very delicious. It's would this be would this be a creamy English cheddar or would this be more of a like a a hard manchego? Wow, but I don't know. Uh, God. 
I don't know. I'm asking Goody, not you, because you never seen the movie. Um, uh, I'm gonna more say, a, would, it, would, would it be more of a Rockefeller? Oh, no, not, I won't say that, that poignant, that on the nose, <laughs> but I want to say, <laughs> I won't even say a cheddar, I'll call it a Stilton. That's a, it's a lovely ah, Stilton. Very nice. A lovely Stilton? Maybe a little goat? No, this Stilton. Is, Stilton? Is, okay. This is where we've go with that. This is <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> All right, in any way, shape, or form. But, okay, because I understand that, you know, they're fantastic. I thought there were some amazing quotes to end the show, but because of, as we talked about earlier, because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, I just don't think anything would be better than just Wakanda forever, guys. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Chadwick, rest in peace, brother. Guys, we'll see you. We'll see you. We'll see you guys. Motor boys out. Motor boys. <laughs>